Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 Welcome to a very special edition of Mind Jacked, combining forces with Rabbit and Red's Poe. You're yeah. watching Jacked yeah. Rabbit. Jacked Rabbit. <laughs> Actually, more like Crackhead Rabbit. <laughs> I, I showed one of my kids that intro you made, and I scared her. Oh, good. She's That's like, what, what I want. I'm like, I don't know. I'm doing a show with a bunch of horror guys tonight. <laughs> I'm like we, we have a guest that's going to be on later, and I'm like I don't know anything about horror movies. So I'm like I don't know I don't know how much I'm going to get to contribute tonight. Oh, I think you'll I think you'll do just fine. Man. I think <laughs> you'll be all right, sir. We'll find a way. I'd be like I like your name, Joe Castro. <laughs> I like you, your name. Any relation? Reminds me of Fidel. <laughs> the infidel. <laughs> oh, he's related to Trudeau. Are you related to Trudeau? <laughs> oh my goodness. You so, uh, Mr. Michael J, I, I just, we just got to jump right into this one. Yes. We were uh, chatting a little earlier about a certain. I, I called you because my brother um, comes in because he said he's going to make hamburgers tonight for dinner. So I was like, okay hamburgers i will eat one i will enjoy it i will partake <clears throat> and then he says to me he's like check your email and i'm like 
He's like, you have your phone with you, right? I said, yeah, and I have the, the new phone, by the way. Red for oh. rabbit and red. Nice. Uh, no. Um, <clears throat> so, he, uh, he says, he's like, he's like, so check your email. So he's going through and he's looking, he's like, this is, this is payment for taking care of your mother. Okay. And I look, and he got me two tickets to the Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash 25th Anniversary Celebration. Oh, man. <laughs> which, which includes, I have the email here, I should, I should read to you what it includes. Um, yeah, here it is. It, um, it says, a photo op with the cast of the Clerks movies, including what? Asshole Smith. Oh, they say asshole Smith. No, I, I, I oh, included. I'm just messing with you. Keep going. It was a smart ass thing. I was Jane Hughes. Just keep going. Ryan O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson. Oh man. Jennifer Furman, better known as Elias. Jennifer Swabach, asshole's wife. <laughs> and, <laughs> That'd be funny if there was uh, asshole, asshole's wife. That's yeah. her IMDb. <laughs> yeah, it should be. It should be. Um, the chick that played Veronica in the original, and then these three other fucking guys that I think played bit parts in the original as well that I really don't know or care about. Okay. I mean, I don't care about asshole either or asshole's wife for that matter. Um, see, because he doesn't know. And then there's like a three-way Q and A afterwards. Okay. I'm I'm ready to just say fuck that. I don't even think I want to do that. Oh come on! I don't even know if I want to take the picture. I think just do it. I'm ready to like yell at him. Well, don't yell at him. Be nice. No, I can't be nice, fucker. Yes, you can. He blew me off. I hate his oh, very existence. Oh, okay. He's, I wish I wish the widowmaker would have killed him. Oh, oh my god! He <laughs> got both. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and and. Do you and and if that's not bad enough, so you get so well. First, you have to drive to the stash for the 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 um, picture ops and all that stuff. Then yeah. you have to drive to another location for the three way Q and A, which I forget who the fuck that is. And then um, <laughs> oh, and he's not he's not signing autographs during the photo op. Because it's going to be too crowded. So he can't sign photos. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Dude, you just need to go in there. And I, I found a new saying. And I'm going to play the audio real quick. You need to go in with swagger the, of a the swagger of a cripple. The swagger go. of a cripple. The swagger go. of a cripple. What? That's there where you need to go. Swagger I mean, of a cripple. I, I could appreciate oh, that. And show I could appreciate that. And, and the fucking. Is there such a genre as cripple rap? What's going I don't on here? Know, swagger of a cripple. I wonder if that's possible. Um, <laughs> the, now, now, how much do you think two tickets for this for this blessed event cost? Uh, I don't know, like five hundred, five hundred. Uh, the two tickets themselves were four hundred for two tickets, so two hundred apiece. Okay, so I was close. And then. There's sixty dollars in taxes and service fees, Jeez. which which includes which includes two dollars and twenty five cents that they charge you 
because you placed an order with them for a ticket. Nice. It's it's nonsense. I know. Well, I, I guess I'm kind of jealous too because I couldn't charge that, but I wouldn't charge that. Well, I know because that's, you're not you're not an asshole like Kevin Smith. Yeah. So, well, I was saying, I you have more class. I guess I have something. Maybe maybe so, maybe money will, will cloud my judgment, and then I'll just like <laughs> start being like uh, I'll dress like Bruce Bring Campbell. It. And just like ignore people at cons and act like I'm like king shit walking through there. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad my son crop dusted Bruce Campbell. He crop dusted. Did he? Yes, because uh, he was standing and he was walking through this hallway. Mm-hmm. It was a tiny ass hallway. Everybody moved, dude. It was like it reminded me of medieval times. Like everybody's like, oh, like oh, it, it, it's uh, Bruce. I love you, Bruce. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he, him and his goons walking through there pushing people. And my son was in front of him. And then they, they moved him out of the way. And I was like, son, did you know who that was? He was like, no, but I just crop dusted. And I'm like, you crop dusted Bruce Campbell. That's fucking awesome. I love you. You're my favorite now. <laughs> Proud yeah. papa moment. I know it was. Uh, I want to acknowledge Lonesome Lane real quick. He's in the chat. Michael, when are you going to dig up Bob second? They don't give a fuck about it. You got that. I'm going to do that to fucking Kevin Smith, motherfucker. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Instead of a baseball bat, it's going to be my crutch. One of my crutches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those they're aluminum. They fucking hurt, dude. They're heavyweight. Dude, when you sent me that picture, you're like, I want you, I'm going to do this. You know, when we were making that joke. And it yeah. legit looked like you were putting you were putting your uh, your uh, sticks down. <laughs> You're putting your canes down, and it looked like a legit swastika in cross form. I was like, "What the hell is oh. this? It looks like a swastika." Yeah. Well, well, because what what it was, Joe, is I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I told him that I hate all cripples, <clears throat> so we need to have a sign, you know, of hatred, like. The Ku Klux Klan burned crosses on people's lawns. Oh my god! So I would yeah. turn clean. me of crippled people. Like he hates <laughs> his own so much. Dude, just give me a little mustache, and 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 I will smile <laughs> to the cripples because you... just the cripples. It just the good. Does, does it matter their origin, background, <laughs> ancestry? I'll, I'll count. How you know what? Since, they have to be Kevin Smith. Since Kevin Smith did have a heart attack, he is now an honorary cripple. So he is lumped okay. in with the rest of them. Oh no! What yes. if they have like a claw hand? Is that considered cripple? Oh God, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> Shoot them! Like just blow them up! I, I just okay. All right. <laughs> no, you don't understand. CP girl last night got me so mad and so agitated that I said, leave me alone, you fucking frog face. And then she responded. And then she responded, you mean? And you mean is like cripple ease for what do you mean? So she said, you mean? I sent the picture of her that she sent me where she (laughs) looks like a frog. And underneath it, I wrote, I mean that you look like a frog. Now leave me alone. Thank you. Well, you just turned on the charm, didn't you? 
Like she's gonna want you even more now because you rejected her. She she does because she started fucking texting me again like fucking ten minutes later. I told you, I told you. And I'm like, I'm like, why? Why are you still texting me? She likes the bad boys. <laughs> no, well, no. She said she's like, I'm bored. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you're bored. Well, then that means that you need to get new friends, or you need to just get friends. Period. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going off the rails. I mean, See, uh, and we wonder why this dry spell is going on as long as it has. Uh, with that, with, with that kind of look at that kind of sweet talk. Yeah, well, I can't take that. <laughs> Dude, like I said, she makes it want to retract into my balls and just stay there. <laughs> so, so there's no way that that's ever going to fix, you know, or change things. Or hey, this is already funnier than the last episode of Crossing the Stream. Oh, oh. Boy, cheap shot, yeah. Shots fired. Right. Shots fired. No, I, 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 I just I had to throw that in there. No, okay. Um, <laughs> and I produced it. <laughs> Screw you, man. No, 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 no. You're you're fine. You're fine, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, and so, all right. So wait, okay. So how do you guys think? Spit it out. That I, I no, I wanted to say something else about okay. continuing with talking the streams, but I'll go back to Smith for a minute. Okay. So, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. If you guys hated Kevin Smith as much as I do, and Joe, I don't think your hatred is at my level, but you were with me, um, the night of the reboot road show and you know you know, how, like, that affected me, and then, like, the weeks after, how his um, just not being there, you know, oh, excuse me, mm, excuse me again, just really, like, wrecked me, and destroyed me, and just made me fucking vehemently hate him, and wish him dead. Um, so, how do you talk to somebody or how do you approach somebody that you literally can't stand? And every time you, you look at their face, you want to punch it. I don't know. I do it almost every day. <laughs> yeah. If, if you want, I could be the mouthpiece. If, if, if I am able to attend with you. Oh, you, well, I, I, well, I already, I already said, if you can't, my mom's like, well, if you can't go, you should take your cousin Tom. I'm like, no, I'm not taking my cousin Tom because my cousin Tom doesn't know anything and he'll fucking sit there and try to make nice with the fucking, <laughs> fucking Widowmaker survivor. And I don't want to make nice with the Widowmaker survivor. I want him to fucking feel my wrath. So, see, see now I, okay, I'm not as angry about it as you are, but we got to hang out. Uh, prior to the I movie, that hangout time that was nice. You spent the majority of the conversation with Kevin Smith. I spent the majority of the conversation with Jay Muse, and it wasn't really until like the last couple minutes where it was kind of like the four of us just BSing in general, which is when you did bring up, you know, that having Kevin call in and appearing on Rabbit and Red. Yeah, so. I didn't have the same interaction with Kevin Smith that you had. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, if this happens, great. Cause you asked me to be a part of it. If it did go down. Uh, 
if it doesn't, I don't know. I have such low expe- expectations with these people that I like. I, I don't know what to expect, but at the same time, I know how much those tickets were that I would think that he would make somewhat of an effort. Like you weren't some, it wasn't like you ran into him at a diner and was like, Oh my God, Kevin Smith, I'm such a big fan. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting your grilled cheese, but will you be on my podcast? There was a lot of money spent on those tickets. hundred bucks for those two. That I would think at the very least he could like carve out 30, even it was 30 minutes. If he gave you 30 minutes and I'm not even none of this 10. would be happening. None I of it. He gave me 10. If he gave me a solid 10, maybe 15, I would be fucking over the moon. I would be like still appreciating his work. Dude, because I tried. I tried to watch fucking Clerks again a few weeks ago. And I, I loved that movie. I loved all of his movies. But trying to watch that again a few weeks ago, it literally made me fucking ill. To the point where I had to fucking, I just, I couldn't do it. Because just watching the fucking movie, I fucking, I was searing with hate. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want any parts of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless I can get you to be quiet. Unless I can get you to be quiet and be like, look, but he's so gimpy. Can't you just call him? Just call the guy. Yeah, just call him. Give him There's, two minutes. Two events in two and a half years, and you've gotten almost two thousand dollars. Just call the guy. Yeah. Just call him. <laughs> they, I don't know. I so I would say I I'm I, this is going to sound like such a shitty dad thing to say. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's more how I feel. I could, and I I told Mike. Uh, Poe, I don't know. Did we talk about this before? I, do you know the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I was uh, actually in the audience on that one, so I enjoyed that. Oh, episode. really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm a huge fan of that. If as long as Kevin Smith keeps including those guys in any of his projects, I will go for them to see their stuff. But I, and they're going to be in Clerks Three. I told Mike, I like that could totally be the last Kevin Smith thing I ever see. I don't care um, if those guys, you know, if if Quinn Johnson and Flanagan are involved in something else, I'll go see it just for them. But yeah, like I don't, yeah, the, the love affair because I thought Kevin Smith was the coolest guy on the planet for the longest time in the film world. I I could easily just be like, nah. I've I've given you enough time and money. I'm done. And that's, I mean, that's the case. But eh. see, and now it's like I'm to the point where I don't even want to see Clerks 3. And I, I believe me, fucking Clerks 2, I used to cry like a mother, motherfucking bitch boy at the end of that when fucking Dante and Randall were like, we should find the quick stop. You know, because you don't understand. I had a friend since middle school. And I felt that our relationship was like Dante and Randall at one point. Mm, I don't yeah. know which was which, um, but he ended up fucking me over too at some point in life. So we don't really talk anymore. Plus, he's married. He's got three kids. Fuck that. But um, <laughs> uh, Jesus. and 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 he he um he he turned down um, 
or he 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 dropped making a film with me that was very personal to me um for pussy and i do not appreciate that i do not approve of that and i do not talk to him anymore because of that <laughs> no, that's, a, that's a right there dude because i mean i i get it you're you're upset you felt abandoned and everything but i mean right. why'd you say he abandoned you for uh for a chick or whatever but like oh well because like, he, well, he just he ran off with her and like didn't he ever, ever talk to you well, again? no because no, we were no we were supposed to we were supposed to shoot on certain days and i gave him a shooting schedule and he knew dude it was a, it was a six-day shooting schedule because it was a short film so uh-huh. it would have been very easy to do but what happens he has the shooting schedule and on the day of shooting he he's supposed to be coming to my house to pick me up to go and shoot the fucking thing because i have a location already locked down and he's like uh dude i'm sorry she's here and she wants to go out and she wants to do this do you think we could move the shooting to another day and i'm like dude do you realize this is a public location that I have that agreed to let me shoot here okay. and it's already scheduled. It's already in. I'm like, there's no fucking way in hell that I can change it. I'm like, this place is literally closing their doors for 45 minutes so we can get the, these shots done. Oh, wow. Damn dude. So I'm yeah, like, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get it. He had the shooting schedule and yeah, this chick, you know, whatever, but I mean, he could have said, Hey, look, I'm sorry, but I really, you know, we got to really do this. You know, we got to get this done and, and you can come with me, you know, or something like that. Sit in the car and just chill out while I go and do my thing over here. Yeah. For 45 minutes. Yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, look, um, but Mike doesn't ask a lot of time for people, does he? He wants 10 minutes from Kevin Smith, no. <laughs> 45 minutes from this friend of his that's well, ex-friend. I guess, okay, I should I should add to the story. So when we went to make this movie, now this was a, a friend of mine um, wrote this short story that was based on my relationship with the born again. And uh, we were going to make this into a film. It was called Handicap Park. I don't know, Joe, I don't think you knew that because I think uh, – you came into the picture after all of yeah yeah you came in after after my dreams have had already been dashed with that piece of shit but anyway i so, know I, I, you've told me some of this i don't think i know right. everything <laughs> he came in after oh. this whole world was yeah. torn apart yeah. I, I, I met mike as a broken man <laughs> you picked him up out and, of the gutter come yeah. on it's okay up out of the gutter <laughs> Out of the gutter said to me, It ain't about how hard you hit, it's, it's about how hard you get hit. Keep moving forward. You get out of the goddamn gutter and make a film again. That's what it is. Anyway, I mean, is that, so, is that your Philly accent? What the hell is that? No, it's uh, it's, it's uh, Rocky Balboa. I know, I can't. <laughs> you didn't, you don't notice. No, I know, no, I know it. <laughs> I mean, just every you know. It's all right. I mean, whatever. No, that, was, that was good. No. Thank you. Sorry, I've been on a Rocky kick okay. lately, and I just think it's funny that everybody. Rocky Balboa in Philadelphia is idolized the same as a real sports hero. Yeah. So is, that, I think that's, that's pretty cool. But uh, I'm sorry, Mike. We went on a tangent. No, there. that's fine. Right. No, tell that's us fine. your story about that's you being a broken. Right. Man. 
So, no, so anyway, this, this guy did, you know, when we decided to make this movie, he went out and he spent uh, 2500 Now, this is before crowdfunding, mind you. I didn't go to people asking for fucking money like half of these other fucking people do. But, uh, so, my buddy did go and lay out, like, 25 No, I think it was, well, yeah, it was 25 because he bought it used. So, we bought, like, this, this top of the line at the time, Canon high def camera you know because this is like 2009 yeah so you know so he bought it and then um after having to cancel like a few times he says to me he's like you know he's like it's getting to the point where i don't think i can afford to keep the camera so i said well then you do what you got to do and i was thinking well maybe he's gonna go and we'll just at least get these days done and just, you know, shoot the fucking thing. But no, he's like, I just, I can't afford to keep it. So (laughs) he fucking sold it. Damn. And again, I was crushed. Oh. And I feel like um, in the chat, Joey, are you? (laughs) I don't know. He said, you guys suck. (laughs) Well, you're here too. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I, I I got the alert and I clicked on it. So I'm like, oh, well, let me comment. <laughs> mm. Lenny, just... <laughs> Lenny was a little quiet, so I thought maybe that would get him. No, he's he's listening to Michael J. Cry. I mean, uh, right. let's get let's get some Kleenex here. Um, <laughs> it's emotional. Sorry, Mike. Oh. It's an emotional it really, show. It really is. This really. A, is this going to be a very special episode? Like. Oprah, or, no, yeah. uh, Barbara Walters. Yeah, Barbara Walters. She, she makes somebody cry every at yeah. the end of the show. Oh God! No, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn. Had to put that in there because T Mac will watch, and he will see that and think of Jacket Audio. That's why I had to put it. There you go. He's probably just rolling his eyes. He's like, "Oh, look, they're stealing the, they're stealing my stuff." Yeah. Well, bring the bill back, and we won't have to steal it. Okay, thank you. There you go. All right. All <laughs> what right. show are you talking about? Jacket Audio. Oh, you, okay. need to, you need to start listening to that. That's a very, very, very good show. I love it very much. It's my favorite. Oh, okay. I'll I'll definitely listen to it then. You won't, but it's okay. check it out. <laughs> Those guys suck yeah, too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, everybody's listening to this one right now. <laughs> yeah, so let, let's focus. Focus. Let's st- stay the course. <laughs> so, uh, I, Joey, I, I don't know. Uh, you probably didn't catch the episode that I mentioned this on. But I wanted your take on how the Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden laptop just all of a sudden it exists now. With all the messed up crap that's on it and everything. What do you think about all that? Like whenever they first tried to break this when the presidency was on the line, they swept it under the rug. And then anybody that talked against it said, well, you're misinformed. But now look where we're at. What do you what's your take on that? Do I like uh, I, I saw somebody somebody post like all conspiracy theorists now are just spoiler alerts. And I think that's what it's become. Like all this information comes out, and then it's, and and then the truth comes out, but it's not. I don't know how people aren't up in arms. Even even like these staunch Biden supporters, 
I trust me, I'm not like, oh, Trump, yay, yay yeah, Trump, yeah. but like, I think they're all gigantic pieces of shit. <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> I, I totally I, agree I, with you, but go ahead. I, I, I don't understand how they're showing images from the computer and people are just ignoring it. Yeah. The I president's don't. son is smoking a crack pipe in bed. He's just cracked out. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, uh, we got someone in the chat real quick. (laughs) Naked HD XYZ enough watch stream girls here. Well, learn how to play better and maybe we'll check it out, but let's uh, block them. (laughs) All right. Anyway. Um, YouTube too. Wow. No, but that's the thing. What, What pisses me off the most is that I would be upset if it was I don't I don't care if they were for the alien party. You know what I mean? I don't care what party you're a part of. Mm. What the hell? Oh, oh no, Lonesome Lenny was blocked. Oh, yeah, I gotta unblock him. How the hell do I do that? Do that. Oh my god, you just blocked him. Oh my god, him. I just blocked him. How do I get him out of here? Ever. What, what do I do? Oh, I don't like, know. you need to unblock him. You blocked him. Oh my All right, god. Just Lonesome keep blocking. Lenny, uh, uh, we love you. Don't leave. We wait, he's not blocked. Wait. Uh, it's a wait, no, he's not blocked. What the it fuck? says on my side he is. But anyway, I, I don't care what party you're a part of. I don't care what you believe in. I don't care what religion, blah, 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 blah. Right? If something like this was going on, say it say it was old uh you know, old Trump and and this was happening with his son, I'd be like, This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like this is crazy. So now it's turned into, well, this side and this side, who cares? Like you said, Joey, and I agree 100%. I've said it a thousand times. They don't care about you. Nope. <laughs> they don't care. No. And that's the, that's the crazy part is that there's people out there that think the government gives a crap. Eh, Why? Why? I don't know. There's still, they- still boroughs. There's still, they're still uh, bad parts of neighborhoods, uh, you know. What 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 good have they done? They they preach it, but they don't. You know what I mean? They don't practice no. what they preach whatsoever. No, they don't give a crap, dude. I've been sending Mike. Oh, did he say? He said he sent you some of the pictures. Like I've been taking oh, pictures yeah, yeah. around the city and sending them. Like look, problem. look here's where I'm working today. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Like it, it's. I mean, I I know I'm not. I, I'm from a different generation, but the generation I'm from, we still like we're taught don't litter. We had, you know, give a hoot, don't pollute. We had, you know, <laughs> no, I, you know what I mean? No, I they trained us to, you know, think this certain way and say, look, you know, you care about your surroundings and take care. Mm-hmm. What happened? What happened to, you know, seeing a street like that, that, that upsets me. Like, I, it, it just, you know, me driving down, I, I could be on a back road somewhere, Joey, in, mm-hmm. in Texas. A back road, no one's there. And I, I, my trash still goes in the trash. I don't throw bottles of trash out of my truck. I don't throw trash, you know, uh, uh, unintentionally, a bottle is blown out of the bed of my truck. Whoops. But intentionally, I've never, like, littered like that. It just breaks my heart. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. Dude, I've, I've seen people just unwrap stuff and just drop it. Why? It's not even like they they they're like sneaky about it. It's just like, oh, oh. <laughs> and how much I don't know. I don't know what the mentality is. I I, I want to know where where that shifted. 
I, I really want to know where common courtesy and, uh, you know, um, you know, a, a mutual kind of respect, not total respect because you don't know someone, but like mm-hmm. some sort of mutual respect that you're a human being. When did that go away? Like, I want to know what happened, what shifted between when I was a younger person to now, you know what I mean? Or has it always been around and I, I was just too naive to notice it? That's what I don't understand. Like down here in Texas, it's different. You guys are in yeah, city, yeah. so you would know how that goes up there. I don't know. I can't put my finger on where that whole shift came. Now, um, the pictures oh. that I, that I sent to Mike, that yeah. the, the recent ones, like the ones within the last week, that was a neighborhood that my parents grew up in, and I had oh three of my grandparents live there until, or no, two two moved out in the eighties, one moved out in the nineties. And I had been there, or you know, I had made friends in that neighborhood, even though I didn't live there. I was <laughs> going outside. I, was, <laughs> I, I, I grew up in the burbs, but yeah, because you know, my, my grandparents would babysit me, I had friends in that neighborhood, and I watched it deteriorate. They, I, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't think it just, it blows my mind. Some of those pictures, like I used to walk around that neighborhood. I was eight, nine, ten years old. Just me and my friends. Yeah. I, I wouldn't walk around there alone during the day as an adult at this point. Like at least I'm with coworkers. So we got like, you know, somebody's got my back. Yeah. Someone's it, looking out for you so you don't get mugged. Yeah, dude, it's so shady. It's shady as shit. I, it's, I don't know. I don't know. And I, it, I, mm. I just, uh, it, it's different. It's different now. And I, I'd like to, you know, probably do some sort of research to find out when that shifted. Like that, it, it, it's so weird. And if you ever, um, <clears throat> I watched a, I watched a movie. I don't know if you ever watched it. It's called Freakonomics. That movie? Have you ever seen no. Freakonomics? Okay, Freakonomics is interesting. Um, I don't believe in a lot of things that were on there, but nonetheless, it's interesting. So anybody watching or listening or whatever, uh, if you haven't checked out Freakonomics, I think it, it is something, it, especially if you're questioning things like what we're doing right now, talking about different things when shifts happen and, and weird stuff. Freakonomics is actually pretty good. I think it came out. I might be mistaken. I think it was like in like 2010, 2011, some, somewhere around there, maybe 2016. <laughs> but uh, it, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Let's see if I can look it up. Was yeah. that on? Was that on Netflix? I, I know it, I've seen. Excuse me. I, I know I've seen it. it it's somewhere. been on a lot of things. I, I don't know where it's at right now. But it's been on a uh, several couple, you know. I think the last time I saw it, it was like on a on Prime or something. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, but I could be. But uh, no, no, you it, know what? I've seen this it's, book. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, it's based off a book, but the movie. Yes, I remember. See, I I recognize that cover. Oh, okay. There so you that... go. So there you go. Yeah. Um. 
That's interesting. That's Wouldn't that be interesting? I, I think if you if you do a show on in the future on Freakonomics, I would love to do that because I, I'll actually, you know, and I'm not a big reader, but I, I would read the book for that. I definitely yeah. would. All right, dude. Well, I'm I'm so far behind. I have okay. <laughs> I have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 books I'm behind on. Oh, oh shit. Because oh. I can't, I'll hear about, oh, yeah, I got to get that. I got to get that. <laughs> and I get it. And then I put it so slow. Or I'm either like reading it too slow or I read it too late at night and I make it like six pages and I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't read because i know i would fall asleep like, <laughs> I, I, i'm freaking terrible man like uh, there'll be something like someone's like oh you gotta read this book and i'm like all right and then i'm i just i don't know what it is with me i can create stuff i have an imagination it's just with reading i just see words <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh my god uh, all right no, I like it. Well, I didn't like it in school. I hated reading in school. I, I guess I would, that's what it was with me. Yeah. As soon as I could just pick out what I wanted, be like, hey, that looks good. I'm into it now. I, I think, well, now that I got, uh, maybe because I'm a decade older, older now, since the last time I read something, I'll, I'll probably yeah. be able to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read anything in 10 years? No. Holy really? Shit. Yeah. Dude, I'm not a reader. What the what, what? When someone says they're not a reader, doesn't mean like, oh, I just read. I, I read menus. I mean, what are you talking about? Like, I don't. He's, books. he's one of those southerners. Yeah, <laughs> you know how we are. We don't like damn moving pages. <laughs> I, like, like pages. I like the picture shows. Uh, if you can't color, get it the fuck out of my house. So wait, does this mean? That I sent you the first ten pages or so of the new Cambod Nightmare script. Does this mean you didn't even read them? Oh no, I I read two pages. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. He got through a fifth. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've been creating shit for this channel. He's like, wow, right? I can't. Oh, believe you should I? Go ahead. Should I call you Father Poe? Go ahead, whatever. I'll understand. <laughs> Okay, you sent me a script, and then someone else sent me a script, and then that other script that uh, our buddy sent us that I have to read because if I don't, I'll look stupid on a show. So I got to do it. I don't have it to read, so I can't read it. Well, I'm, you need to. I'll send it to you, and and Joey will let you in on the behind the scenes secret or what he needs to read, um, or what I need to read, what he hasn't received to read yet. But scripts are just so like I, I want to read them. And some of them I have read. So I, I'm talking about books, though. I'm talking about a legit fucking, like, Stephen King, Dean Koontz, or whatever the hell. I have not sat down and read a book. Huh. I, it took me eight months to finish The Answer by David Icke. Eight months, 632 pages. <laughs> holy moly. It's like the Bible. It would have taken me longer. Dude, I, I'd probably, you'd give me that tomorrow and I wouldn't finish until I, I was maybe like 50 <laughs> 45 50 years old maybe 45 if I found it interesting here's a DVD case to give you Holy perspective shit. on the thickness I don't know what it I, I'm telling you I need to I, I need to <laughs> since I got a little bit older now I need to like see how mature my brain is let's see if I can handle a book now 
Let's see if I can handle a book again. How about a book on tape? No, I hate those too. I've never tried that. Listening to it. I don't like audible. Pretend you're listening to a podcast. That's do uh my wife did that with uh Swayze's biography and he reads it. She loved it. I'm like, all right, I, I should probably at least check that out. Yeah. I wonder how good it was. He did that before he died, I'm guessing. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the book, uh- pull the plug. All right, he's done. <laughs> Cancer wins. He's like, well, this is my story. Okay, well, good night. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like Tom Bowden. We'll leave the light on for you. But, uh, fucking. <laughs> your your pancreatic cancer (laughs) is really really like it's a very aggressive uh i want to finish this audio book real quick before we pull the plug on you he's like i had the time of my life he unplugged it Uh, i wonder if that's how they they finished it that way that would be (laughs) that would be amazing i've been waiting all so long <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, uh, did you send our guest the link? I don't have. I'm not friends with the guest, so I don't know. I thought you were gonna do that. You send me the link. I'll send him the link. Oh my god! I sent you the link, didn't I? No, you didn't. I jumped in here on my own. Oh, someone... I, yeah, but I did. Hold on. You sent I'm me the link. Say. No, you sent. No, can... You didn't send me the studio link. You sent me the link to the YouTube so people could watch it. Oh, oh, CP girl just says I'm not a smart ad. I think she meant smart ass, but she said smart ad. Wow. Wow. That's real smart. <clears throat> anyway, can you please send it so we can have our guest? Hold on. What are they? Uh, let's see. He said, "See, uh, hold on, I'm I'm looking to see if I did send it. Did you send me a link? Oh my God, that's a lot. Hold on, I did send it, genius. I'm I'm resending it, but I did send it to you. Well, I'm sorry, I've been busy. It's understandable. That's understandable. I get it. Yeah, you're not not busy reading." I read well. You know that. No, because uh, can you create this and create this? And create this. Oh my god. Poe, I need more videos. I need. <laughs> oh, dude, Poe. I was telling Mike this earlier. Yo. So, so last night I fell asleep like before eight thirty. Woke up at like one thirty to take a leak, and he had sent me the new intro you made for this episode. Yeah. And I jumped out of bed, panicked that I missed the recording of the show. Like, like I thought he, I thought Mike sent it to me as like, "Yo, dude, like, where are you? Show's starting." Freaked out. Like, been up, I've been up since one thirty. You're like, like, like you're in high school. Like, oh shit, I'm late for the bus. And you're like, oh, it's Sunday. Yeah, pretty much. Joe. Uh, so it's Joe. Hey, y'all, y'all continue to talk. I'll be right back. I'm going to get something to drink real quick before I guess. you. Okay. So at 8.30, Joe, did you fall asleep like this? <laughs> and then just like, and then you woke up and like, this is almost like a Christ-like pose. It's like Poe Christ. <laughs> oh, no. I was, I deliberately 
deliberately. I'm like, I'm I'm laying down and getting comfy. But I didn't think I don't know. I thought I'd be awake for at least a little bit longer. I get I get he just labeled this Poe pose. I should change it to Poe Christ because really look at he looks like a Christ like figure. Wait, oh, did are you uh, are you familiar with Soundgarden? Do you listen to their stuff? I uh, yes. They have that song Jesus Christ Pose. Oh, yes. Change, change, label it Jesus Christ P O E S Pose. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> so you like showing that picture of me, huh? Well, did you did you hear? Yeah, but did you hear the 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 speak behind it? No. This is this is your this is your this is your Poe Christ pose. You're a Christ like Poe Christ. <laughs> yes, Poe Christ. <laughs> wow. The the better version of Kevin Smith's Buddy Christ. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> now I I said Mike should, Christ maybe. Mike should caption it with it like the Soundgarden song. Jesus Christ pose, <laughs> but change it to P O E. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, okay. He wow. wants to come in and see if he can change his background. Okay. That's the guess. Oh. So and and with this phone, so I don't know if I I don't think I said this publicly, but starting you. um when did we have Crips? Or no, not Crips. Crossing the streams was Sunday, right? So you produced yeah, that. that was Sunday. I produced it. On Sunday night. Your phone, yes. your phone took a swan dive off of a building or something. I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, I wish it would have. Because um, it decided not to charge. Like, that it wasn't able to charge. So I was like, all right. I'm like, the hell with this. I'm just going to get a new phone. Because I was using my brother's old iPhone 10. Yeah. So I figured, you know, I might as well just get a new one. So I went in. And I started the automated chat with Verizon. And my phone is still kind of in working order, okay? So I wanted to trade it in because you figure you trade it in and you can get credit, right? They told me that the only way that I could trade in my phone to get credit is if I took one of their new 5G unlimited plans. So there's three 5G unlimited plans. And the cheapest one, and this is just the base, the cheapest one is $80. Wait. How are there three unlimited plans? Yeah. Well, because uh, there's like different... uh, different levels i think there's something with it is it like something with speeds yeah yeah like, something like, that like at home it. right oh. something like that i don't remember exactly i just know that the cheapest one was 80 dollars. it would have been 80 dollars base plus whatever taxes and fees plus you know paying for the phone every month because that's what they do they charge every month for the phone so that's how, that's how that works so my bill was going to be over like a hundred bucks a month. And I'm like, that's just fucking ridiculous for just me. I, I never go away from Wi-Fi. So what the fuck do I need unlimited data for? Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Uh, you know? That's crazy. So, First world so, problems here. And then, and then the fucking, they, they're like, they're like, well, now that we have you set up with this, why don't we get you set up with a new Apple watch? And I'm like, 
I have an Apple Watch. I have a Generation 1 that used to be my brother's 2 that I'm using that still works fine. So that's fine. And they're like, well, perfect. And then, you know, they're trying to like, so eventually I'm just like, I got to get out of this because they're ready to check me out with that new plan. And my bill was going to be like $200 or something. And I'm like, I don't think so. That Um, is terrible. Yeah. So I closed out of that and I went in and I realized there was an option to keep my current plan. And uh, that's what I did. So I got the new phone, but I kept the current plan. So that worked out. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Do you do you like the watch? I mean, I like. See, the thing is, before I had the Apple Watch, I wore like basic watches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I've been wearing a watch since I was like maybe in middle school. Mm. So it's gotten to the point where if I don't have a watch on my wrist, I feel like kind of naked without it. Okay. All and right. So if you're going to wear one, then you might as well wear something. And, and and this watch, I don't know if you guys can see. I'll uh, I'll pull it off real quick because you might enjoy this. Do it. Oops. Hold on. Oh look, he's naked. Oh. <laughs> can you see who's my? Hey, wait a minute. My uh, watch. Face? Uh, <laughs> you see my watch face? Yeah. Why am I not surprised? I, I'm not surprised either. I, I thought it was going to be Slimer, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, that's his second I, favorite. Oh, yeah. and so you know how I how I created that Slimer ringtone for like when I get texts. Yeah. I, I have a new one that I'm working on for emails, and you know what the email one is going to say? Uh, I don't know what. It's it's. I have a little business to attend to here. <laughs> Jesus. That's that's one of Donald Pleasance's yes. last lines in Halloween Six, Joe. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate not, it. Not horror, not guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was looking you at know, Joe, Joe really- Castro's IMDb. I'm like, I, it's all horror. Yeah, oh, <laughs> dude. I mean, and he was. Yeah, he's he's like one of the top uh, special effects guys, uh, practical I, effects guys for for these independent horror films. So I'm I'm really looking forward to talking to him because I've tried to talk to him before and things just fell through or you know. And uh, my my dumb ass, I I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this day. And then Michael goes, wait, 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 that's 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 mind checked. That's when you do mind checked. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I said, well, I can reschedule. He goes, no, I'll talk, I'll talk to Joey. I'll talk to Joey. We'll see. Yeah, that's, hold on. Yeah, that's what, that's what we'll do. <laughs> um, I like that. That's good. That, that's like a spot on Mike getting serious voice. <laughs> <laughs> <It really is. laughs> oh my god oh so, oh we gotta, I, I can't do the voice this uh, is some important shit this is this we is got. important gotta, <laughs> i'll send you an email <laughs> anyway hey we got our guest uh in, in uh back are we ready for him i i think i am I, i've been yeah, with you, uh, to him for a while so uh yeah. let's bring in uh okay. everybody uh we're gonna bring in Joe castro so, how, how's it going, sir? 
good uh good evening gentlemen how's it going over there it's going okay it's going okay i got i don't know if you can see my hands or, oh yeah we see it we, we see your I, hand I, I, i'm oh, dressed up I, I put on a clean shirt for you guys I, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. but you didn't wash your hands I don't, well, that, that is clean that is clean. Hey, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, here, here, here. If you want, you the, the reality I, is, this is my shoe. That's the reality. There you go. This, this is my shoe. Well, you're, you're, dude. You're a busy guy, man. You, I mean, you're, you're always into something. I follow you uh, on Facebook, and uh, I guess you can call me a stalker. But um, you show up on my feed all the time, and you're doing different things, and you're always uh, posting these awesome pictures, of course, of what you've done in the past. So. I, I am more than uh, humbled that you decided to come on here and, and uh, come talk to us folks over here. Well, I, I, it's an honor and a privilege to be able to uh, speak with my my peers and uh, especially uh, uh, people that are with it and for it. That's what uh, Dave Friedman used to say, people that are with it and for it, you know, the independent filmmaking world, you know, entertain, entertainment, uh, independent inter entertainment world, uh, you know, the people that support it. Uh, you three gentlemen are a big part of that and uh yeah you help make the, the our world go round and we appreciate that very much no i i appreciate what you just said right now i mean that makes that makes me feel good and uh yeah I, we all help each other you know um talking to different uh directors and everything but man i i just uh i know i've tried to reach out to you before and think the cards just didn't line up and you're like oh man i'm gonna be here i'm sorry i'm like no apologies needed man i know you're busy and things happen so but uh yeah uh man just there's so much to talk to you about because <laughs> you've been around for so so long um but uh the newest thing i saw and i'm very interested in it is uh you are a part of uh mutilator 2 that is that is that your latest uh that you're a part of yes i, I literally just walked in from the shop to join this uh this uh the show, uh, you know, working with the closely with the director of photography, of course, the director, Buddy Cooper, and the main producer on the film, Jeff Seaman. And we are working intensely every day to, uh, to hopefully bring back the same magic that was done in the first film. And uh, uh, I've been uh, on the show now, I'm on, on the, yeah, on the, uh, on the Me Later 2 for approximately a little over two and a half months now and preparing for it. And uh, we're, 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 I'm, I'm sliding into home base now. We're, we're I'm getting ready to, uh, to go to set here. And like, I think I have 10 more days before I go off to set. And oh, then wow. it's going to be um, uh, basically two weeks of gore. Like just literally every day. There's like, I, 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 I literally believe they scheduled one death a day. So that, that, nice. that's not going to go down. Yeah. It's, it is a real honor. Yeah. It's a real honor. So. So now, like what you're working on now, do you? Uh, I don't know how to ask this. Sorry, Joe, you're the first. This, this is the first like interview type pod that I'm doing. <laughs> He's cutting his do teeth. You, do you have free reign to come up with the designs, or do you work as a team to come up with? Because I've I've looked at your stuff on Instagram and I'm just like, what the? <laughs> where does this come from? <laughs> like, there's some badass stuff on there. Uh, well, I, I appreciate your kind words very much, Joey. <laughs> you know, I you know my job as a special effects artist is not really to be a special effects artist. It's literally to go into the mind of the director 
or the writer and like mm -hmm. literally like extract out of there in as, as much as literal sense as I can and make it and put it in front of the camera, okay. you know? So yes, there are times when I am, uh, when the director will delegate authority to me to like go and do something creative, but ultimately it all starts with a script, you know, like for instance, I'll share this with you guys. There's this um, a movie I just finished. It's called The Pig Killer. And it stars uh, Jake Busey. And it's directed by uh, Chad Farron. Oh, wow. And, uh, amazing cast. I mean, like, there's so many amazing people on the cast and crew. And um, there's a shot in the, in, in, in the script. It says the killer lifts up the female torso, just the torso, and jiggles it. And her boobies flap back and forth. <laughs> and he yells out a big yee-haw. <laughs> so so it, it, it can't just be like a torso of a woman lifted up and shaken. The titties have got to flap in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, this is really important to us. This is really important to us. So I had to develop, you know, I had to use a certain kind of silicone, a certain way to get that movement. And then, you know, of course, the actress whose body was supposed to be. Um, we um, we uh, we molded her, but because of the way that her breasts are shaped, the girth at the base of the breast didn't allow for the silicone to move far enough away from the body so that the breast would flap back and forth. So I, I brought in a, a body double to, to mold. Uh, 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 one of the other actresses in the film had a friend who uh, who was willing to do it and came in and and we were able to mold her. But and it was just flawless, perfect. And you know, and like stuff like that. That. It, that's how important that stuff is for me you know it needs to be i want to see that vision i want to extract yeah. that vision out of the out of the producer or the director's head mind and and put it in front of the camera i, I hope I, that answers your question no, I, <laughs> yeah, man, I, that's cool i think that that right there um i love hearing stuff like that because some people people don't realize how much goes into that you know like you, you just like you, like you just said, you got to get in the, in the the mind of the director and the writer. You need to come up with some sort of vision that they're looking for. And I, I just, um, special effects, I've always, or practical effects, I've always respected. I've always respected because there's films I've watched, you know, going back to, you know, the 70s or whatever. And you're like, how the hell did they come up with it? That is so weird. Like, it, it, it works, you know? Yeah, you can tell some of the stuff is you know, fake or whatever, but how they come up with it and how they created it, it, it just, uh, it, it's fun. And I know it, it with like with any job, Joe, I, I bet you have so many stresses, but then also you have fun, don't you? I mean, it looks like you have fun doing what you do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so, you're right on. You hit the nail on the head. It's like high intense stress, but the payoff is always gratifying in a way yeah. where you could, you know, your people can really appreciate all the hard work. You know, right now I, I just did a, I, I, I made a set of appliances for something very specific. And whenever, whenever I make an effect, it's not like, I try, it's like an effect that drives the story, hopefully. And I'm making this one, this a set of appliances and the edges were just terrible, you know? Uh, and uh, so I remade the whole thing again and uh, the edges are still terrible, but in a different kind of terrible, you know, like, you know, you go, you go from one, one terrible to a whole new terrible you never knew. And, uh, you know, I had to just break down and tell the director, the edges are going to be awful. I'm sorry, this is awful, but I have to move on. And, um, you know, I uh, went to school in 2009, 2010 to learn visual effects. So what I, what, what I can offer directors now is like, well, 
if you don't like what I've done, I can go and I can clean it up with digital effects. And so I just, oh, wow. I, I basically said in the, in the group text message, um, these appliances are going to have terrible edges and um, uh, I would like to plan on shooting it. So that way, you, when you give me the shot, I can clean it up with VFX and it's going to work perfect because I've done it so many times. Oh. So there's always that extra little tool that goes even beyond practical effects, and, which is, I think, the way that visual effects should be used. You know, make it as yeah. much practical as you can and then just kind of like spice it up with a little digital, you know, and um, I agree. Yeah. So I agree with that. But yeah, uh, you know, there, there's always a, there's always a stress level, and um, <laughs> I, I think it's with anything, like any job you have, there's got to be some sort of stress level. But uh, what I love is that uh, you, sometimes you, you look at someone, you can tell that they enjoy what they do. And uh, there's one thing I did want to bring up, and it's a blast from the past, man. But um, I remember watching this way back in the day, you know, when there was a VHS. <laughs> Went to the video store and I picked up this movie and uh, and I know you know what this is. I'm going to show you the picture real quick here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Sam, yeah. Uncle Sam. Oh shit! Yeah, I love that movie. It's oh, wow. it, it, it was such a crazy movie. But me and my friend were walking and we saw that movie. Like we got to watch this. You know? <laughs> Uncle Sam, a killer Uncle Sam. But. Yeah, I uh, I never even saw that movie until the pandemic. Like, I never even said, like, like that, that was like in my twenties and like my twenties were like, you know, all over, like most people's twenties. Right. We're just like, especially yeah. in the creative field. I mean, like, and, uh, <laughs> and I, I, uh, I, I pulled out these pictures uh, that I found. I made these two burned bodies that are at the beginning of the film. I guess there's a helicopter act. There's a helicopter accident. At the beginning of the film There's these yeah. full scale burned bodies and, and I said, well, you know what? Let's sit down and watch that film. That's it's a it's a pretty damn good little movie. I think they did a great job with it. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a fun movie. It yeah. it that's that's how I label it. it's a fun movie. And not, it's it's crazy. Um, here's another uh, blast from the past too, real quick. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the evil first. Film I, yeah, go ahead. That, evil tunes. That was the first movie that I um keyed the effects on, like that. You know that I actually keyed effects, and um, Fred Olin Ray hired me to come in and make like the Necronomicon, and I made some yeah. human teeth, and there's a couple of like you know neck bites and some blood stuff, and <laughs> I think there's a scene at the oh they, there's a demon wait no that was Teenage Exorcist there, there, there's I did two movies back to back for Fred, but that that was one of them, and uh, that was a good time, good memories on set. Oh and yeah, so, David Carradine and yeah. yeah. You know, my, my, my father, my father uh, and I, we bonded over like The Thing, John Carpenter's remake of The Thing. But uh, his, my father's favorite movie was Lone Wolf McQuaid. Have you ever seen Lone, Lone <laughs> yes. Wolf McQuaid? And he like had this VHS of it. I mean, it, it, anytime anybody he met who had never seen it, he'd pull it out and show it to them. He must have seen the movie, I don't know, 50 or 60 times on VHS. Oh, man. But David Carradine is the star of that film. And uh, he's the, he plays the villain in the film, Chuck Norris and David Carradine. So when I came out to LA and you know got my first real gig, and David Carradine was the star of it, and I I, I have a picture of me and David Carradine and Fred Olin Ray, and I sent it home to my dad. It was he couldn't you know he could not have been more proud. It was just like that's awesome. That was, that, who 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 would have known? It's like the spirit <laughs> of the universe, right? It's like just say their name and you'll end up working with them, you know, or like touch yeah. them or meet them or you know somehow it's just that's just the way the the world works. I mean, we live in a very 
small, small little rock, little world here. You know, America. with with Facebook and everything and all the social media, it makes you realize how small it is. Yeah. It really does because of all the different people you get to talk to and meet and everything. And I, I, I think that just shows us, you know, I, I think it's, I always say, I think it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can be, right? It can be. It yeah, can I, be. I, I, I can make a whole new set of, of, of foes, you know, like friends or foes, like very fast with, with Facebook, <laughs> uh, m- many more than I did without, you know, the social media. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I always try to keep um, uh, the social media very, um, how do I put this, uh, uh, prime time friendly, you know? I, I tell people, you. I tell people, my, my wall, my wall is like, if if Jack in the Box, you know, we had the wall. <laughs> and he, if Jack in the Box wouldn't put it on your wall, their wall, don't put it on your wall. You yeah, know, like, exactly. Pictures of burgers and fries and people yeah. having fun. <laughs> and people like having a good time at the restaurant and sales and you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> keep it real, real fun, you know. So. <laughs> Now, it, you know what? That's a, that's solid advice, my friend. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I, I just I, I just don't post anything that's going to be like, okay, someone might not think the same way or something and get mad, you know, or, you know, yeah. I just, hey, hey, you know, post something fun. Post something, you know, we got to laugh while we can, while we're mm-hmm. on this earth. We got that, that, that's what the story is for. Your story. Yeah. You can put yeah. all your crazy stuff up in the story, but on the wall, I keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I post like you know funny memes on, on my stories and then I keep I keep my wall professional but you know we're all human I I, I mean I, I it's taken me a while to adapt to that kind of professional kind of behavior on social media but uh, uh, it's something that I found it works well for me so I I keep at it and keep trying to perfect that but uh, yeah. I, I, I hope you don't mind. I'd like to like just give like a shout out. Oh no, people give while we're here. What, the first thing I want to give a shout out to is this movie, Appetite for Sin, right here on my shirt. Appetite, I, um, for, I, okay. Appetite for Sin is directed by Matthew Benaha, and it's going to come out later on this year. And it's my first like real big leading role. You know, I became an actor two years right, right before the pandemic. I took an acting class. You know, when you know, I was like on set, like watching. You know, I've been on set for like forty years now, almost. I'm like watching these people act on set and these independent films. I'm like getting ready to put makeup on somebody. I'm like, you know what? I could, I can do this. I can, yeah. or, you know, like I'm watching like law and order with my partner here on television, <laughs> you know, at like 10 30 at night. And I'm like trying to wind down and I'm watching, uh, what's her name? Mariska, whatever. Oh Mariska. yeah. Mariska, watching Mariska, yeah, you know, throw yeah. those, like, like those darting eyes and those faces. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> like I can do that. <laughs> What do you like better? Do you like in front of the camera or behind the scenes? Well, you know, I'm sure it's different, different vibe. You know, like, so, you know, be careful what you wish for, because here, this will probably answer your question. Be careful what you wish for. I, so after I got the role in this film, uh, another, uh, uh, even a bigger film, it's called The Beast Comes at Midnight. And it's directed by Christopher Jackson and his production team over in Florida. Uh, Ed McKeever, Todd Oifer, and a, just an amazing, talented group of people. A big film. They cast me as the lead villain in their film. Oh, and wow. I'm this, well, uh, I, I, I'm a guy who turns into a werewolf. And so I got to be the, you know, the regular human. And then I got to be the werewolf. And I got to be in the werewolf suit. So 
So being in a werewolf suit in Florida in the middle of summer was, you know, <laughs> make your pick, you know, it's out of the frying pan into the fire, which was, you know, you know, again, tank, you know, and I was wearing like a black spandex suit. Then I had the, the wolf suit over me, you know, and I'm a pretty tough guy. So I'm like, this heat doesn't bother me. And I think, then I'm thinking to myself, you know, I am almost 52. If I faint and have heat stroke, I could cause a bigger problem on this set. I might, I might want to break down and be a little wussy right now. You know, I don't, I don't want to complain. So yeah, <laughs> one or the other. But so which one do I like? I, they, they both have their. They both are amazing. You know, they really are. They're both amazing um, career opportunities, and they both have their their, you know, their challenges. And you know, it's not it's not easy being in. It's not easy being told to, to you know stand still or wait the whole day just to have the back of your head filmed or whatever you know how they do it whatever you know i've seen people fly halfway across the country to play a dead body on a on a on a on an operating table oh my god in and, and the camera the camera starts on on on, on them action and it pans up to the actor yeah, that's all they get action <laughs> I, I will say I've always I've always wanted to be a dead body on like CSI or Law and Order. Okay, here's the deal. I've been a dead body twice now in the past two years. I have had four leading roles. I had to be dead twice. The hardest thing I ever did was play dead. Really? Well, because you have to hold your breath, and and if you die with your eyes open, you're really screwed. You oh. Like, oh, you can't blink. <laughs> you know, and, and, then, and, then, and then if you say cut and you breathe, make sure you go back to that same position and you're looking at the same place and you're, you know wow. it's like it's it can be hard and one of the movies i was sitting in a chair with my guts hanging out and i had these two big tall girls these big uh, big actresses they came and they sat on each of my knees you know i'm five eight almost five nine but these were like six foot tall girls and they came over to sit on my knees and i'm like i'm not gonna you're not gonna break me girls it's okay you know they thought they were gonna break me they came and they sat on my knees and they had the dialogue scene but i had to play dead while they were sitting on my knees and uh, oh, you know, man. So, it could be a little it could, it's, <laughs> oh the adventures in filmmaking yeah. oh, no, i i could just imagine you're like ah, oh, this ain't nothing oh my god <laughs> and it's like it's not it's you know because they say speeding and action so all that time you're like playing dead too okay and then they do begin their dialogue you know 15 20 seconds holding your breath and then, <laughs> and then the director's like waiting for their last little bit or whatever it is they do and cut you know and i'm already like twitching or whatever trying to be still but anyways oh, man. Yeah, dying on camera can be very very difficult or playing dead uh, I, uh, yeah, fun. Uh, I give props to anybody that's a part of any of this. <laughs> like it's just, it, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's very, uh, you know, you just got to get the task done, and sometimes you just run into stuff like. I, I mean, I just, I, I, I always respect that. I always have, man. I, okay. I think it's awesome that people will still do it. I and I'll say it until I die that the independent people are the only ones coming out with anything original anymore. Um, they are. You're absolutely 100% right. So, but Appetite for Sin, Matthew Benaha, my first leading role. I play a, a, the lead detective in the film. It's kind of like a good cop, bad cop, vampire, murder, risk, mystery kind of thriller uh, movie, awesome. action film. You're going to like it. Yeah, it should come out this year. And I got okay. The Beast Comes at Midnight coming out Florida. Uh, I was in Clown Motel 2. And I also just did a movie um with uh, a, a team up in chicago 
and uh, I already forgot the name of it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm real. I got the acting bug. You know, I got the acting bug. Kind of like you know how Tom Savani got the acting bug too. Yeah, effects, and so I decided. You know, I, people don't really know my face. You know, they know my effects, but it'd be nice to put my a face to the effects, and so that's why I really started acting. And and uh, you know, I tell directors I don't know how to act bad. I don't know how to act funny. I can act for you. But I don't know how to act bad. I don't know how to act funny. I just, uh, you know, I just, I just act. But uh, yeah, man, no, that I, I think that's cool, man. You're getting into something now, and that just shows that you're, you're constantly thinking. You're, you're a guy that's like, hey, you know, all right, I got this done. What's next? I want to go to a different plateau, and you just keep going. And I think that's real cool, man. I mean, like you said, you've been doing the background stuff, uh, makeup, uh, special effects, uh, directing, uh, writing. I mean, why not, you know, go for the acting thing too. So I think that's real cool, Joe. I really do. Well, thank you. I appreciate your vote of confidence and I'm looking forward to seeing what people <laughs> think about cap. my acting skills on camera, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did want to touch on another thing that you're, you're very passionate about. And I think that uh, a lot of people need to pay attention to this, especially with, you know, uh, distributing. Mm. And I know you have that group. I'm a part of that group. I, I did want you to, you know, come on here and talk about that a little bit if you want to, if Absolutely. you want to talk about that. Yes. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very passionate about this. I'm going to uh, have some important information I'd like to share with everybody. There's, awesome. a there's a Facebook group. If you're an independent filmmaker or, you know, an independent filmmaker, uh, there's a Facebook group that I run along with my partner and one other gentleman. It's called movie distributors to stay away from and why. And if you do a search for it now, you can find it. It was, we had it so private that you could only actually find the group unless you were already a part of the, unless someone you knew was already a part of the group and then you were invited to the group. But now we've, we, we found a way that we can, uh, the, the group is searchable, but you cannot join the group unless you actually answer all of the membership questions. We don't let just anybody come into the group. I vet everybody very carefully. Um, it's for people who work in the industry or who are going to work in the industry or actors and people who are trying to work with people that make movies and distribute films, but it's not for movie distributors. It's about filmmakers and their personal, actual firsthand experiences with home media distribution and distributing their independent films. And the reason why this group is so important is because the information is very pure. You know, we have actual firsthand experiences from people. They share things like their contracts, they share emails, they share phone numbers of distributors, they share website information, they share actual information about their, their, their interaction with these distributors, mostly predatory distributors that are taking advantage of an independent film market. And right now, um, the independent film market has gotten so bad with the um, streaming platforms that these just no one is policing the distributors. And these are we're talking about like people that distribute uh, distributors that distribute like you know, half a million and under films. Mm -hmm. uh, even if you have like a two hundred thousand dollar movie, your 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 movie's not going to make any more money than let's say someone that made a movie for thirty thousand dollars. Wow, it's just the the nature of the beast right now. No one's policing these distributors, and because no one's policing them, they can do whatever they want. And um, sure. you know, they um they 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 are predatory because they know that there's a new filmmaker born every day that does not know what's going on, and they're counting on it. And, you know, it takes them very little to do what they do. I mean, they, they, most of these people 
uh, when I say people, I mean independent filmmakers, uh, have this impression that there is something to a distributor other than making movie money for themselves. They believe that there's, you know, some, they have some other skin in the game. Like there's, you know, they, 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 they love film or they, they have some sort of, you know, uh, 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 brotherly love for the artist. But distributors, that's not what distributors do. Distributors are exactly what they say they are. They take a product and they distribute it. And they know how to do it very well. So if they make you believe that they are trying to do you a favor by picking up your independent film that looks low budget, they are misleading you. They're misleading you because these distributors are masters at selling dirt. That's what they do. They can take a, a movie that you know is like five thousand dollars, and they can turn around and make a hundred grand off of it, and 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 make the filmmaker believe that they didn't make a penny. Wow. You know, there there are things like um, when you sign these contracts with these independent distributors, and they all follow the same formula. Most independent filmmakers don't know this, but every year in Vegas. All of the distributors in America get together at one hotel and they all sit around and eat and chit chat about how they're going to screw over the independent filmmaker this year. Wow. And they've been doing it every year. It's, it, it happens at the same time the Consumer Electronics Show happens. So when you ever see the Consumer Electronics Show going on in Vegas, yeah. the convention with all the distributors is happening. Oh, they all wow. get together at one hotel. And they, what they do is... Um, I, I, I went to, I, I kind of, um, I, I went with a friend of mine one year and we went as like a, with a, on a media pass to see what this was all about. And basically it is what it is, is they have meetings all day long and they talk about how much money they're going to offer independent filmmakers for their product. Um, how they, how, how they have, how they have successfully navigated through the bookkeeping to keep it looking as though the filmmaker has never made any money. How they, 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 and they all talk to each other so that way they can all play the same game. Yeah. Wow. That's, and, that's insane. So, yeah, and one last thing. Here's the, the biggest thing. The independent filmmaker believes that uh, somewhere along the way, the independent, and the independent filmmaker is being told by the distributor, you need to pay me from your profits all the money that was spent in order for me to make money first the dvd duplication the blu-ray duplication advertising costs uploading the streaming platforms the box cover artwork all that stuff if you have a premiere of your film the distributor makes you pay for it out of your profits they'll put on a big show for you make you real happy at the premiere but later on you'll find out you know they, they spent you know $1,500 on that poster in the background, the step and repeat, you know, they spent, you know, $3,500 for the movie theater, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, um, but the truth is they already have a deal with the movie theater and they go there every month when they have a premiere and they release a film. It doesn't cost $3,500. Maybe they pay them a thousand. They keep 2,500 for themselves. Wow. They, they, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you, Oh, it costs $3,000 to have the box cover art made what they don't know is they already have someone on staff in their office or they have someone that they just give posters to every week and they do them for two or three hundred dollars and they keep the other two twenty twenty eight hundred dollars for themselves and they're charging wow. you for this stuff and um and and, and 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 what all they have to do is keep it in the red and make it so they're, they're, you know, make it look as though you're in the red and they never have to pay you a cent you know 
And this hasn't happened just on low budget films. It recently happened on the uh, the uh, 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 the Freddie Mercury biopic. Really? It happened to them. It happened to that movie. Supposedly, oh, wow. that movie is still in the red, and they haven't paid the filmmakers not one cent. Oh, that was wow. Movie. Yes. <sighs> that is insane. So somewhere along the line, you know, when I started making movies back in like the early 2000s, oh, well, when my yeah. first feature film I made in 1993, they paid me double the budget of my movie up front before they even took my master. Wow. wow. That, that's what it used to be. Now yeah. it's like, we're not going to pay you a cent. You have to pay us back everything that we, we, we put into the film to make your movie marketable first, and then we'll see if you make a profit. And, and the, the last film I distributed, uh, the, my distributors straight up admitted everybody uh, got paid from your distribu distribution of your film, except you, the filmmaker. I'm sorry. That's terrible, man. Yeah. And, that, and this is very common. This, is, uh, this isn't even one filmmaker or two or five or ten. It's every independent filmmaker. I'm not going to mention any names, but there's one, there, there's, there, there's one person who's kind of leading the... Um, Leading the, the the leading the 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 team in a wrong, the the worst direction possible, and uh, he's this one. There's a couple of them actually, but this one, uh, and he runs these Indiegogo campaigns, these big uh -huh. Indiegogo campaigns, and he keeps bragging about, oh, my movie's being distributed by, blah 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 company, you know, our movie's being distributed by blah 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 company, and all the and he spends like a hundred, two hundred grand on these films, and and this blah 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 company gave me thirty thousand dollars up front. See, they're giving me money up front. Don't you see? What yeah. you don't know is he has no, he doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't bother him that they only gave him 30000 up front because he already took his money from the budget of the film that he got from the, uh, from the perks, from the people who paid the perks. So he got money there in his pocket. Now this other distribution company gave him another 30 grand and he's winning on both sides. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't even ever have to make a profit for his investment. Because he has no contract that says he absolutely has to make a profit. So, of course, he's very happy. So he's, he's literally almost like a, um, a middleman distributor. See? He went and found the money for these people to invest it. He made the film. He got paid from that. Then he went and took, he took everybody's money and <laughs> handed it to somebody else. And they gave him money for handing him the money. But those people are never going to pay back the investors. That's Man, wow. <laughs> you know, I, I got a, uh, I was aware of this. I'm sorry, Joey. What'd you have? I'm sorry. Is there, all right. I'm naive on this thing, but <laughs> is there, I'm thinking of it, uh, of this in like a musical sense now. Like there's the Bandcamp platform where, you know, musicians can put out their music, charge what they want to charge. You know, Bandcamp gets their cut. Is there any streaming platform like that for the independent filmmaker where maybe you're not having to spend so much money on posters and cover art and this, that, or the other thing? Again, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar. I don't know. Do you, is it, Joe, do you know? Is there anything like that? That's a great for, question. Is there anything like that? Yes, there are platforms like that. But here's, there's always a new angle. Remember, it's an art distribution is an art form. Mm. We're talking about distributors distributing product to make money. So they still suck. <laughs> Even these platforms. Who's policing these platforms? No right. one. No one. Who's policing the platforms? No one is. 
No one's policing these platforms. And then they'll say things like, oh, but you can go online and look at our books. So who, 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 who put the numbers into the books? Okay. Now, I, I, to, no, no one's policing anybody. No one, there's, there's no, um, there's no laws on the books to police these people. And okay. they know it. Yeah. Well, and I've noticed like, uh, <clears throat> Dustin, uh, Dustin Wade Mills, uh, I've liked a lot of his stuff and, um, he has a Patreon. I subscribe to it and, uh, he shows all his films on there. He gives you a link and the link goes to a Vimeo right. and that's his private channel. So you have to pay mm-hmm. a monthly fee. So he kind of has his own thing. Yeah. So a lot of what I've noticed is a lot of people do that. Um, I think David, Sterling does that as well. I think he does that. I think he has a Vimeo channel as well. Um, and then, of course, a lot of people, they go through a, a website and they get their stuff made for Blu-rays and whatnot. Um, for example, you know, my good friend Ken Brewer, that's what he did with his movie. He made Blu-rays and made DVD and he does he goes to the conventions and sells them. So, and of course he shows it for free on his channel and, uh, but also he, he sells his stuff. Like he, he goes through that channel to do that. He, he, uh, you know, goes to conventions and stuff and sells his movie. That, that is the most profitable way to do it right now. Having so, it up on something yeah. like Vimeo, iTunes, uh, oh, the, yeah. of the most giant platforms like this. Um, and, uh, and then s- selling the, the units yourself piece by piece, you know? That's See, the only way to really, it, it, here's, here's the thing. You sell it yourself piece by piece, you know, and get every profit as it comes in, or you hand it off to one of these distributors. You may get like, you know, national notoriety or recognition quickly, but it's fleeting. It's only like a, a couple of weeks and then they reap all the benefits from it financially. Yeah. But there and is that's no, the sad no, thing, yeah, because, yeah. you know, I, I, I know myself, you know, I'll be, oh, look, my movie's on Tubi TV, and it's over here on this channel, you know, on this. So you could stream it, and people know what all that is. But, the, the, yeah, the, the, reason, the, the, it's like pulling teeth out of an alligator to get someone to do a Patreon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, it's like, like this one guy was, this, this one company right now, I think they're called MGX or MPX, or M, I've seen their logo. It's in our group if you do a search for it. Yeah. And they're going around telling everybody, we're, we offer you 100 times more profit than, um, uh, than, than Amazon Prime or blah, 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 blah. Wow. You know how much, you know how much they're, they're paying on Amazon Prime now, right? It's, it's one yeah. Penny, one penny an hour or one penny every screen. So they're going to give you a dollar. God. Okay. See, they 100 times more or whatever. It's, just, it's, like a, it's like a carnival act. All these guys are just selling stuff. They're just, they're, they're just, Used car salesman. That's what it is. <laughs> if, not, if not, they would be making the movies themselves. See? Yeah, exactly. They, they, right. But they're not. They're not making the movies themselves because, like, like I said, they're they're just basically a sideshow. Used car salesman. You know, they'll sell you they'll sell you your dirt from your backyard, and you'll pay for it. That's how good they are at lying and talking to you. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Uh, they 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 need to really uh, and, and they'll catch on. And you know. The first story I heard about this, this kind of thing going on, uh, and I made friends with him because uh, I went to uh, Texas Frightmare, and uh, it was Todd Jenkins. They they made Cherokee Creek, and uh, I had him come on the show, uh, my old podcast that I had, 
and we talked about it and, and you know it, it it's really sad what happened you know they just took his movie and him and uh billy blair they fought you know tooth and nail to get that damn thing back and they finally did but it was it was a pain in the ass there's a company uh the name is we have a um uh in the group we have a list if you go to the group the group is remember the group is called movie distributors to stay away from and why if you do a facebook search for it you will find it answer the questions and i'll absolutely let you in the group um but there's a list of the top like 12 or 15 worst distributors and one of them on the group is a is a company called high octane pictures Uh and i was told by the information shared in the group that this company will take your film retitle it repackage it so you don't know it's your movie and then resell it in other companies in the united states you won't even know it's your movie oh wow that is you won't won't even know it's your film yeah and they'll and they'll sell it to other countries that way and you'll never be able to find it never because they won't put your name on it they won't give you credit for it and they'll just retack and they'll and and then what they'll do is they'll 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 have another company that they're buddy buddying with do it so you'll never be able to find it you you just won't know it's it's happening holy crap that's insane that's yeah you know i can't well because because something in their contract will say something like you know uh you know you give us the right to distribute your film and all of our partners that we conduct business with to bring you the best possible distribution, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And people will probably recognize you and everything, but you won't have the money. So, so, so vague, you know, yeah. you know, it's that, that vague thing of how it can be interpreted, you know? Yeah. And, wow. and, and you must uphold to any contract that they enter into during the, your term. Some of these companies um, literally have these filmmakers sign a contract that says, we own your movie for the rest of your life. You just don't know it yet. Oh, oh that's so shady. Get so lawyers, shady. kids. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, and it's just like, and they know these kids that make these movies for like 5,000 or even 20,000 or even 30,000 with Indiegogo funds are not going to have money to, you know, like go the long haul in court, especially with yeah. a distributor that's in another state. And who, you know, first of all, you'll have to find a lawyer that practices law in that state. Yeah, you can't you can't just you know be in Texas and sue like a distributor in Philadelphia unless you have a lawyer that has that can practice law in Philadelphia. And more than likely, what will happen is if you try to, to sue them in Philadelphia uh, and try to find a lawyer there, their lawyer will just walk right over and knock on the door of the other lawyer and say, "Hey, why don't you we just work together and you just try to take as much money as you can from this person? We'll just keep it going as long as we can." Oh, because you know, that's how lawyers operate. Yeah, you know, yeah. A, a lawyer, a lawyer that's standing up for a shady distributor uh, is, is is just as shady as the distributor. You know, so they'll 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 they'll, they'll do whatever they can to make money. You know, that's. And, um, but that's that. That's why I'm glad you have that that group, and I'm glad a lot of people are actually starting to you know talk about this stuff. Yeah. Like, hey, don't do this. You know, yeah, you don't won't give your get movie it. Yeah, don't throw it away, and yeah, it won't get. And I guess I kind of, I kind of blame technology because I'm the same way now. I used to be a lot more patient, but now I'm like, oh no, I want to get this done. So I think that kind of plays into that, don't you think? I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. I want to get my stuff out there. Yeah. We need to do it now while it's you know yeah, this. And all yeah. these like independent films, especially the ones we watch nowadays that we really love and cherish. You know, all of like 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 the Fulci films, the. 
Seven Doors of Death, and City of the Walking Dead. <laughs> all that stuff. It was they were complete box office failures. They didn't make a cent in the yeah. United States. It wasn't until like decades later that that people you know like really cherished it. And so you know, yes, your initial release is important, but you know, I remember going to see Creep Show in the movie theater the the, the weekend it was released. I took my friend Stephen Shaw to see it. He was a year older than me. I was thirteen. He was twelve. I was twelve. He was thir- turning thirteen. And our birthdays were like five days apart or something. So my mother signed <laughs> us in to go see the rated R creep show, whatever. It was a Saturday afternoon. And we were the only two people sitting in the movie theater. That movie was like a big budget film. One budget film, And it was a complete box office flop. But it, it's, it's, you know, it's this huge cult, cult classic. And it's taken many years to get there. Oh, yeah. It's the same way with an independent film and an independent horror film. So, you know, it's all about like nurturing these films and, and, uh, um, you know, really uh, kind of like babying them a little bit, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're, it's not one and done when, when you get it distributed the first time, you really have to, you know, take it and, and show it around. And because uh, these distributors, they don't put any money into advertising for you. You know, with these distributors, what they do is before they sign the contract with you, they've already sent the trailer and the copy of your film to all the outlets where they're going to put it. And they already know exactly how many units they're going to sell and move and where they're going to go. And they already know how, how much they're going to charge you back and how much it costs to make the poster. They already have the whole formula on in place. And if you sign on the dotted line, they already know exactly how much money they're going to make. There's no risk involved for them. But they make you believe like they're taking a chance on your film. So somewhere along the lines, distributors made independent filmmakers believe that their films weren't worth anything. Now, Joe, have you been burned personally, or is this stuff that you've just observed from being from That's being a, a filmmaker? Question. That's a good question. Yes. So uh, the the burn I had that's the deepest is um, there was a company called um, uh, Breaking Glass Pictures, and it's run by Richard Wolf. Rich Wolf. Uh, the, the the that man is a whole new level of bad that I never knew existed on this planet. Oh shit. I, and I can say that like I can say that without any fear of retaliation from him because it's commonly known that this man is not operating uh, uh, on any other level than like maybe a sociopath. This man's a sociopath. And you wow. know wh- the truth is this guy took our movie and sold it to another country from the DVD screener that we sent him. It wasn't even the master, the Holy screener. Crap. Before we even had signed the contract, they were already du- duplicating it and getting ready for it to be released to the pub, to the market. So you weren't even signed, and they, he was. They, they just they, but we, we eventually did sign the contract with them, and they did distribute it in the United States. But we didn't know that they had already done all this shady business. Oh my and, god! And, so, and then and then the, you know the movie came out in the United States, blah blah blah. And then you know um, we we did a Google search and we found out it was being distributed in Australia. And part of our contract was. Uh, before they signed any foreign deal, that we would have to okay whatever deal they were signing, and uh, we saw that they had done that. So he just straight up, you know, straight up had taken. He had already planned on selling it, regardless of whether we signed on the dotted line or not. Damn, dang, straight up. <laughs> what kind of what, what 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 kind of low is that? I mean, uh, the definition awful. of a sociopath That's... is, uh, I believe, and I'm, I might be misquoting this is. Someone who has who has the inability to show empathy to anyone, especially those that they have harmed, 
Yeah. I think no that fits. For what he did. That None fits. Whatsoever. Man. Yeah. Yeah, the what a scumbag. So they, 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 yeah, they're unable to form uh, healthy relationships with people because they think that walking and stepping all over people and cheating them and, and, and doing what they do is acceptable. So, uh, that's, that's fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh Damn. my God, dude. That, that was a, that was a pretty deep, that was a pretty deep hurt. You know, I was a pretty deep burn. And then when I went to tell people about what he had done, he tried to sue us for um, uh, defamation of character. Oh, <laughs> wow. He tried to sue us for defamation of character. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a little cowardly. So, huh? There you go. That's um, <laughs> Breaking Glass Pictures, and they have a horror division called Vicious Circle Films. But I think they closed down after that because that was Good. that was a, that was a that's another thing you'll find uh, that you know the the, the, the distributors are like uh, the um, what do you call it the uh, the what, what's the Greek creature with the seven heads? Oh, the Hydra. Uh, Hydra. Yeah, the Hydra. there you go. They're like the Hydra. <laughs> you cut one head off and another one grows up over here. Here's, yeah, here's yeah, a new yeah. one. <laughs> and um, so the, there's a guy, his name is Darren Ramage, and he runs Breaking Glass. He used to run Breaking Glass Pictures. And since, uh, you know, he, he, he opened up many companies, A-Court Entertainment, Maxim Multimedia, Midnight, Midnight, Midnight Films or Midnight Entertainment. Uh, he's got a couple of them, Sun, Sun, so he just keeps closing, opening one company and closing the next. You know, when, 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 the, when the people come for the money, he files bankruptcy and opens the next one. And uh, and what he does is he sells, he, he transfers the contracts before he closes down the company to a new company and he shuts it down. Wow, you're right. He's like a snake oil, uh, snake oil salesman, yeah. man. Oh, yeah, come on, yeah. come on, check it out, and then, oh, oh, the, <laughs> the, the law's on to me. Let me roll up my wagon and go to the next town. Yeah, Dar- Darren Ram- yeah, I can, I can, I can professionally and honestly say, <laughs> Darren Ramage of Brain Damage Films is literally the worst distributor in the world. He's he's the worst one I've ever come in contact with, and wow. uh, uh, it's my that's my professional experience. On my professional experience with him, but it's completely <laughs> true and honest. And I, I would never conduct business with the man. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyhow, um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great information in the group. And yes, if there you, is. If you, if you want to know about who to stay away from and why, it's there. I try to make, I try to keep the information very clear and 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 and, and accessible. We don't allow people to post like trailers to their movies or, you know, any of that stuff. It's just about distribution, and it, all the information is there. If you can you can come to the group and uh, um, ask a question about a distributor, and you'll get an answer. You probably not, you you might get at least one person that likes them, and you'll get ten other people that can tell you why you should stay away from them. And, and then and then you'll find out that the person that says that they liked them, they got paid a nickel, you know, and they were happy with it, you know, because somewhere along the lines, people think that because I'm a first time filmmaker, it's okay that I get taken advantage of, and it's just not. No, it's just not. No, and I, I, man, I, I thank you for sharing that. I, I really, I, I really wanted to touch on that tonight, uh, with you to, you know, get that awareness out because I think that's a, that's just horrible that people get taken advantage of like that, especially with all the, the, the work that goes into it. Yeah, it, it's not a, you know, fifty thousand dollar movie, but you know what? There was time that went into that. That's someone's life. You know, they took time of their life. Yeah. Just because it only costs somebody, you know, ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars to make the film, it doesn't mean that they didn't spend three years putting it together. Yeah, writing the script, organizing their friends, gas back and forth to locations, 
food. Costumes, yeah. food, you know, scoring Everything. it, editing it, you know, creating all the deliverables. You know, it just, there's, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot involved, you know, and distributors don't, they're, they have no empathy. They're, most of them, I believe, are sociopaths. They have no empathy to, to, uh, <laughs> to show any sort of compassion for what they do to these independent people, you know, so. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, we can go, I, I, you can tell I'm really, I can go on like for a while. No, I, oh, I'm really, sure this is the tip of the iceberg. You know, yeah. and, and anytime, uh, Joe, you want to talk about it, you can, man. I mean, Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, very no. passionate about it. And, um, you know, I mean, I, 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 I do like to make movies. I also like to act and do special effects. And, but if I can save even one filmmaker from giving, from being ripped off, I've, I've, I've done my part. And I think, I think we already have. You know, it, with the group That's alone, awesome. I, I started the group awesome. a little over a year That's... ago, and and it's it's already done, it's already done wonders. I know people have tried to get the group taken down, and you know, investors are really good. <laughs> they're trying to come into the group, and we vet people pretty pretty good. I, I I do a really good job at vetting people in the group, and if you can't play nice, then you you shouldn't be in the group. Uh, That's but, great, uh, dude. Yeah. That's a classy move. Yeah. That's very classy move. It's, it's, to, it's, it's, to try to help people, man. Well, that's, that's great. Really I'm, I'm trying to do a service to, to, especially to people who are have no un, unsuspecting, you know, uns, unsuspecting victims. Basically, is what they are. Yeah. Uh, new, new independent filmmakers are un, unsuspecting victims who are just going to get stabbed in the back. So, well, yeah. if, if, so, if can we move it to a lighter note? You want to? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's fine. Uh, but I just I do want to say um, I hope that if anybody listens to this episode, that, that at least you know hopefully someone that knows someone making a movie or is making a movie that they get some sort of information out of it. Like you said, the Facebook group, uh, we'll share the link on it. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, like I said, I really, I really wanted to share that part of it. uh, I I appreciate you allowing me to to do that here because my my ultimate goal with the group, and I tried to start it like seven years ago and I just wasn't in the right place personally to, to, to make the group happen in a way that was safe for everybody to talk about these delicate <laughs> and, you know, professional experiences. And, and, and basically since then, Facebook has been set up in a way that it protects these private groups now in a court of law. That's good. I mean, it's a private group. If you don't like what's being said in the group, you can leave. Yeah, yeah, there's a door. You don't have to say that. <laughs> we, we can say whatever. If you're in that group and you know what the group rules are and you don't like it, you can leave. And if you're offended, then you can leave. And yeah. we can say whatever we want because we're kind of a bad boys club and we're doing our thing and we're sharing the truth. And if you want to be involved in that, that's okay. You can't sue us for sharing the truth. You can't sue us for saying for being American citizens and saying whatever we want to say in this private group that you were invited to. You're more than welcome to hit the door. I couldn't right. have said that better. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we feel. That's how we feel. And that's why I like having people like you come on and talk about what they're passionate about. And uh, yeah, it might not be a popular opinion, but you know what? It needs to be heard. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll know lighter note. <laughs> hey, uh, I did want to ask you, Joe, because I am, I am in Texas. Uh, I saw that you were born in San Antonio, but where did you grow up in Texas at all, sir? I did. I, I was born in San Antonio, and then I I grew up uh, in Holotus, Texas. Oh wow! Is, yeah, it's just like twenty five yeah. minutes north. Yeah, it's I mean, right it's, there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's basically it's just it's stuck there on the side of San Antonio. Heck um, yeah, yeah. I grew up there on a goat ranch, and uh, we had fifty five acres of property, and um, 
you know, my father oh my was my biggest uh, cheerleader, mentor, and uh, basically, uh, you know, my biggest inspiration. And, uh, uh, you know, he, he's the one that kind of like basically pointed me in the right direction when it came to my life. You know, he said, son, I know you're going to like this. Sit here, watch this. You're going to like it. You know, and uh, he, he knew uh, growing up that I liked uh, dragons and dinosaurs and that kind of thing. So he, he showed me Godzilla versus the Smog Monster in 1977. And Hell yeah. I was seven years old and that was all it took. You know, <laughs> I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So. No, that's okay. awesome, man. Yeah, I'm I'm about an hour away from San Antonio, but I Where you grew, at? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm in a little town called George West, but I am about an hour from San Antonio and about 45 minutes from Corpus Christi. Okay. So I'm okay. in the little, you know, this little small area that, over that here. little that little gray area right yeah. there on the on the e- e- east east <laughs> But I I, I grew up, my, my hometown is Del Rio, Texas. I grew up, I was born there. Okay. I grew up there and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a border town kid. Yeah. My, so, my partner who I've been with for 24 years now, he grew up in Edinburgh, Texas. Oh man. That down there. in the yeah. Valley, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you have good food down there. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, there's, there's good no, Mexican I, food. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you like to eat, you got to go to Texas. The best food is in Texas. I'm sorry. Yes. Best food in Texas. I, we went home for his mother's 80th birthday, and uh, they had a barbecue for her. I swear it was like, like you know, five-star meal, and all it was, it was barbecue chicken and beef and sausage. Oh, heck And yeah, beans man. and rice and I don't know what they had, but it was like, it was amazing. I never had barbecue that good in my entire life. Uh, uh, my, so my curse is that those homemade tortillas, man. Homemade I mean, tortillas, Oh, yeah. my God. But Mike, what are we gonna do with these southern boys? <laughs> no, no, I couldn't eat any of that stuff. You couldn't eat- bet you, bet you don't have any good cheesesteaks down there. Oh, hey, hey, I just went to Chicago and had uh, my first Chicago dog, which was amazing. <laughs> I ate a Chicago dog on the side of the highway, uh, and it was it was like I have a picture of it on my Facebook. It was an amazing experience. And then I had the, my first deep dish pizza. Uh, which oh was, yeah, I saw was, that. Amazing. I mean, like it was like it's like crack for your mouth, you know. It's <laughs> it freaking huge. It looks like a damn tire. It was like freaking, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah. holy shit! I I thought yeah. I knew what pizza was. You know, down here in Texas, we're like, you want yeah. pizza? Sure. I don't, even, I don't even like thin crust pizza anymore. I can't. I can't. I can barely do thin crust pizza anymore after that. Oh no! You know, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um. No, I would love to go to to philly and actually have a philly cheesesteak from where it's from i think that would be that would be something but well if you if you ever make it this way i will we'll we'll take the tour i've been there one time and it was in 1998 and my cousin lived Mm -hmm. up there and i flew up there and he had an extra ticket for nine inch nails so i went up there to go see nine inch nails and a little uh band uh a perfect circle was new and opening up for them which wow. of course at that time yeah <laughs> so that's 1998 man, man. that's that's the reason i was up there and, and and i'll tell you what it blew this little texas boy's mind when i was like my god mm. look at all these buildings <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure the culture shock so many people in the streets were yeah it was it was insane i was like whoa we, we, we <laughs> it was were up a culture there. shock bro we were up there i think in like 2000 i want to say 2010 and I remember eating a Philly cheesesteak. There were two, like store, like you know, 
two venues, two stores, two two stands. They were back to back, and they were like competing. They were like rival Philly cheesesteak stands. Was it Pat's and Gino's? I think it was. I think it was. And and I went. We went one day and had one of them, and then we came back the other day to have it. But there was like a line around the block, and it was amazing. In fact, we showed up early the second time because we saw how long the line was. Like we can't wait for an hour or whatever for the Philly cheesesteak for the second. But anyways, yeah, no, I remember that was a great experience. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, yeah those two were there back to back. Yeah, they were side by side, and they both. I guess there was something subtly different about one of them, like the way they made the meat, or the way they shaved the meat, or what they put on the meat, or something. I mean, yeah, what it was. I don't know. Oh, I, I don't know. We can see that, buddy. Yes, oh. yes that's it. That's nope. it on the corner. Yeah, yes, that's uh, it. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man. So man, I, I like I said in the beginning, man, you've done you've you've just done so much and I'm I'm glad you're digging into the acting and and you of course we touched on your group. Was there was there anything else you wanted to talk about uh with us before you head on out? A couple of things. Most yeah. people don't know most I I I I I, I, I get I get some surprisingly fun answers sometimes. I ask everybody, has does anybody here know anybody that has a Guinness Book of World Record in the world of horror? No. Well, now you do. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, awesome. You, you do. do. Yeah, what do you I have? Do. I, I have the Guinness Book of World Record for the highest body count in a slasher movie. Hell oh. yeah. Dude. Most people don't our know first that. Guinness Book of World Record holder on Rabbit and Red Radio. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I have, uh, uh, it's 155 on screen kills. Hell yeah. That's for a movie <laughs> called The Summer of Massacre. We, my partner, I made it in uh, 2010. So oh, you won a lot of awards yeah. on that too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a kind of a, it was a big deal. I lost a lot of friends over that film. You know how the high, you know, it's lonely at the top, right? Yeah. Um, it's you know, like we try to keep it a secret for a very long time while we were making it because I didn't want everybody to know what we were doing. I didn't want anybody to try to sabotage it. And um, yeah, we uh, we 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 set the Guinness Book of World Record, and um, badass. You know, we've hold, held on to it for for now for a while, and it's it's probably one of my my favorite accomplishments. I also want to give a shout out to a couple of different directors. Marcel yeah. Waltz has a new movie coming out starring Jed Rowan as the killer, along with Sarah French. And it was written by Joe Netter. It's called Pretty Boy. It's coming out this year. And I did I got to do all the crazy kills for that. Of course, you got The Beast Comes at Midnight. And uh, right now we got M2. I can't wait for everybody to see. I mean, I've been just this just incredible amount of kills. Uh, Buddy Cooper, the man that did the first film, is directing the second one. And it's just going to be an amazing wild ride. Uh, I get to work with some really talented people on the film. But uh, ultimately, last but least, Brink Stevens, horror movie screen yes. queen, one of my, yes. all my best, best, best friends in the whole wide world. Uh, she was in Terror Tunes 1, 2, no, I'm sorry, yep. 2, 3, and now Terror Tunes 4. And she makes, <laughs> her, she, she makes her directorial debut in Terror Tunes 4 with a, a portion oh, of the wow. film she directed, she wrote, and she stars in called uh, Personal Demons. That'll be coming out later this year. So nice. um, yeah, a lot of really fun stuff coming out. And uh, yeah, head on over to the Facebook group, movie distributors to stay away from and why. Uh, send me a request. You must answer all the membership questions in order to enter the group. If you don't answer the membership questions or you leave the last one off, which is the last one is the most important one. Do you uh, do you agree to follow all the group rules? If you, if, you, if, you, if you answer the other ones, you don't answer that one. I'm just gonna go delete. Decline. Delete. I'm not gonna. 
I'm not going to be the nice guy <laughs> and, and say, oh, no. No, you know, because no everybody... one gets to enter Joe Castro's room. No, no. one. Uh, <laughs> now, if, but if, if, if they don't answer any of the questions, I normally do a screen grab where it shows that they, that they did not answer the questions. And then I will send them. Then it has it has the option as an administrator to send them a personal message saying, hello, thank you for you know, sending a request to join our group. You must answer all the membership questions, and there are no exceptions. Thank you. There That's you it. go. You know, and I will decline it, and then you must go back and answer the questions again. Because that's what everybody in the group would want me to do. Yeah. To protect their anonymity, to protect the, 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 call it, the solidarity and the privacy and the respect that's in the group. And we play well with each other. Yes, we do disagree. We don't threaten each other. We don't do it. And we do share amazing, valuable information. Awesome. Come join us. Heck yeah. Uh, Get yep. after it. Yeah. Well, Joe, I, I know it was a pleasure, man. I, I just, uh, again, thank you. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, love to have you on anytime you want to come on uh, one of the shows. We got plenty of shows on here. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love to uh, catch up with you, especially after uh, M2 gets done. And, Absolutely. Uh, sure. Yeah. yeah I'd love a, to have you back, man. It's a real honor to be on your show, gentlemen. I, once it's again, a pleasure I, meeting I, you, I, Joe. I, I'm deeply moved that you have me on your show. And I just want to say once again uh, that what y'all do is a very valuable part of our industry. And we, we all appreciate you from the bottom of our heart. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. We'll, see, we'll right. see you, Joe. All right. Be good, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. You too, man. <laughs> awesome. All right. Sorry, Michael. Uh, you didn't really... Uh, I'll be right back. Let's go to a commercial. Oh, Looking for all your favorite B-movies in one place? Look no further than B-Movie TV exclusively on Roku. We've got action, horror, sci-fi, sleaze, and independent wrestling. Plus, exclusive hosted shows like Friday Night Action, Saturday Night Terrors, Merry Death Subbed and Dubbed Horror Fest, Sci-Fi Sideshow, and Pervy the Clown Show. So get in on all the craziness that is B-Movie TV. Hey, uh, so we can take a I little... Want to take a drink. <laughs> What's up? I wanted to take a drink. That's why I said let's go. <laughs> well, hey, hey, let's take a bathroom break. Yeah, do you have that uh, trailer for his, uh, his Terror Tunes 2, the trailer, the movie trailer? I do. I all do. Right. You want to play that real quick and we can get something I'll to play drink? play that in. real quick and sure, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Check it out. How's my favorite birthday girl doing today? Oh, let's get this party started! Oh, I just love cartoons. <laughs> <laughs>
Sometimes when you're in the restroom, you feel like you might need someone else there with you. So you're not alone. Maybe your phone's not charged. Maybe no magazines. Well, cheer up because we have the number one solution for you. Introducing the Cripple Toilet Buddy. Yes, the Cripple Toilet Buddy will always be there. And if you act now, you get a free toilet brush. Yes, a Michael J. Toilet Brush. Order today. That's not all. (laughs) You get a you get a (laughs) you get a free Aaron Poe bidet. It's just oh. a plastic head of me, and the water shoots out of my mouth right into your Are you your in ass. that pose? I, I, yeah, you, you like yeah that the pose or... that you saw. Yeah. That, that, that's what. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking fountain. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something, Aaron. Yo. Cody, you know, the cripple would love to sit on your face like that. And have you squirt water up his asshole? I he would love it. That seems to be his thing. Uh, he's a bottom feeder. <laughs> you, a, uh, you see him with that fro, like when he. We got a whole product line here. I kind of feel bad, Joey T. You need to come up with your uh, with your toilet accessory, what like a magazine rack or something. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have to think about that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I want a beer. So cool. I want a beer holder. Oh god, dude! I, you know what? We need to do a, a funny ass Shark Tank kind of thing, where like <laughs> the stupidest frogs would come up with, and like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Oh my god! I would, I would love it. Be good. Love it so much. Love it so so much. We could, could, yeah, we could do something like that. Oh, hold on. Wait, (laughs) wait. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) That was like me. I swear to God, you do it perfectly. (laughs) And I don't know why you're fucking making fun of me, but it's so fucking funny. <laughs> we're having too much fun. God damn! How long is this show? We were like already asleep, bro. <laughs> God dang, this show's long. It was a special show. Not that bad. We're still not even at the two-hour mark. This is this is rookie ball. Oh really? Oh okay, dude. I swear to God, I was like, is it already been two hours? We're Whoa. close. We're right okay. there. All right. Well, I know uh, you go work, and so do uh, I. And, well, you know. um, <sighs> yeah, I've, I've been up since one thirty, so it's oh, okay. one thirty a.m. One thirty a.m. Yeah, you didn't go back to bed. I think I got like another twenty minutes sleep after that. Jeez, Joey. I dude, I jumped out of bed. I'm like, I missed the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, and then I was so, I was just so pissed. I'm like, I can't relax now. And then my one of my dogs saw me awake. So then we went out back, and it was I don't know, 20 degrees out back, 30 degrees. So that'll that'll shock you awake. 
Dude, I didn't yeah. realize how far back I was. I look like fucking Lestat or something in the fucking castle. You are we're really back. <laughs> I, and I have to say something. I have to say something. something. Do you remember how, like, for the past for the past fucking week, I said that you sounded low. Yeah. Okay, you're not low. Okay. You're fine. You know what the problem is? The volume on my fucking headset was you low. Freaking idiot. Oh, my God. <laughs> because I'm sitting there and Joe's and Joe's talking and I'm like, you know what? Aaron's low and Joe is really low. I'm oh. like, this is weird. This isn't gonna fly. So I fucking reach back and I feel the fucking volume knob on the back of my headset and I raise <laughs> it up and then fucking you and Joe are fucking blowing my eardrums out the entire time. <laughs> I was getting my mind jacked for real. Yeah. Swagger of a cripple. Hey, uh, Jess, M, <laughs> Jess M's in the chat. What a great guest. Yes. Uh, that is a big thank you, man. Uh, Joe Castro, busy dude, man. I mean, that guy, he's always doing something. And uh, he's got a lot of projects. So, like I said, Mutilator 2, I'm very interested in that. I, I, want, I want to see that when it gets finished. I have... I have the Arrow special edition of the first one. I haven't watched. Oh, it you yet. do? Well, well fucking yeah. watch it. Not that he. I don't think he has. I, any, no, he doesn't have anything to do with that one. I think he's just. Yeah, that was made in '85. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he wouldn't have anything. Like, yeah, that's a little older. <sighs> but you know. yeah, that was cool, man. Um, yeah, I, he was a neat. He was neat. I liked hearing his stories, especially the dark side. I think I. I I don't know. I don't know why. I just, yeah, I. I'd like to think that most people are good and things are on the up and up, but I know that's not how the world yeah. runs. <laughs> Never. Uh, no, but uh, my God, how that sucks. Well, that dude, sucks how they screw people over like that. Have you, uh, cause they, uh, they kind of touched on it. Uh, Billy Corrigan touched on it a little bit with uh, the music industry and how they do them rotten. And this is back in the nineties. Oh yeah, and I'm sure it's worse now that physical media isn't nearly the money maker that it used to be with Spotify. Oh, I'm sure they get pennies on the stream on that one too. It, it's, the, and it's sad because you know you want to reach out to people and you want to talk to them, and sometimes you know uh, it's very hard for someone to come on a show that they probably never watched before, and they're like, "What are they going to do?" Like, are they going to, like, make fun of shit and all that? Or are they going to, like, trash someone's stuff that I'm friends with or what and piss me off? And that's why I, I like I like how we do it around here. We just let them talk. You know, this is, mm -hmm. share your stories, man. Because that's what I like to hear. I, I loved everything he had to say. It was like he told his story and it wasn't – I try not to be a generic interviewer. I like I like calling my stuff conversations. That's why no, I like – yeah. No, that's fantastic. No, that was great, dude. That was so interesting. And I'm not even like a big horror guy. They, yeah. But and I, I, I was hanging on every word that came out of his mouth. That was so good. That's good, man. I, I, I'm glad you enjoyed him. Yeah. I, so we'll definitely such have a neat guy. We'll yeah, definitely dude, I, I would like to see. I got a buddy of mine that uh, was had a, like a, a fairly successful 
they not I don't know yeah, yeah. successful is the right word. They never they didn't make it too far, but like they've even opened they 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 opened up for Danzig. Oh wow! For a short period okay, of time, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and had negotiations with some big record companies, and he's got some really interesting stories because late eighties, nineties, where it was going from hair metal to grunge and they were kind of caught in the middle of that so I, i'll have to talk to him see if he would come on oh dude I, I, and if i if you allow me to i'd love to be on that too i'd love to hear that story or i'll be in the audience i don't care i like to sure. let me know when that happens dude all right i'll talk uh, yeah I'll, I'll try to get a hold of him this week <sighs> i think that would be um yeah i don't know if he did I, mike can we do like, can we have some, well I guess he could just call in I don't know if he would do video he can call in he can just call in and do yeah, it he, way. Can he can come into StreamYard he could come into StreamYard and just disable his video okay yeah. and right. just be audio only That's that possible. would probably be the best where he would come in a lot clearer if he did it that way Mike where he, he's a part yeah. of it and he just like fucking yeah, he just does an avatar, but sometimes that's it, it confused the fuck out of me because I tried to do that during the uh, the crossing the streams episode. Yeah, you did. I was disappointed that you didn't come up as video, and sometimes you were audio. And I was I was ready to like if we were set up to take calls, I was gonna call in and be like, "Poe, show yourself, you motherfucker." No, it, it, the thing about it is, I feel bad because I was like, "I'm I'm producing. I don't need to be a part of this show." People see my yeah, but I do it. People see me enough, and then I felt bad that people see me too fucking much. I see myself too much. <laughs> I see myself too much. Yeah, and I I'm know, but you're because... the, you run this. You run this, motherfucker. I don't. Well, well no, I mean, you... Swagger of a cripple. There we go. No, but... but love that one sorry that I, I i go up like this because the cripple likes when i do this because it means to him that i'm serious okay this is how much of a of a non-horror guy that joe is he did not know who donald pleasance was okay when we first uh when we first met you know how heartbreaking that was not everybody's gonna know everybody, dude. Not everybody's into that, but yet I, I get it. <laughs> yeah, but he hated me. Regular, I hated him. For not knowing something, I hated him. The vitriol that he spewed on Twitter towards oh, me was wow, dude. way out of hand. I'm like, I don't even know who this guy is, and he's breaking my stones. Fails. Joey T. Epic fails. Joey, did, like, just, oh, my God. It was, like, never-ending for days on end. And I hated Twitter, but I did it because I couldn't stand it. <laughs> Twitter had nothing to do with it. I hate Twitter, too, to allow <laughs> people on here. But I hate Joe more. Yeah, I hate Joe Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know who Donald Pleasant is. <laughs> uh, All right. He's still never seen Halloween. I don't think we have to change that. No, I did. I did. I I don't think I told you. Uh, oh, go ahead, man. Not this last past Halloween, my kids were like, "Let's watch." Oh, sweet. so we we did watch it. So yeah, that was the first time in in twenty twenty one. 
It was the first time I watched the first, the first Halloween. How did I not tell you this? It's funny to me, too, because we've seen it like a billion fucking times. And you're like, first time, 2021, 1978. Like, <laughs> no, I've seen Clerks like 40 times. I don't know. Does that but, make up for it? No, you know what, though, Joey? I will say something. My best friend in the whole world, uh, Tyree Lee, he is not a horror guy. He does not like horror movies. He didn't know what the hell. Like, he would be the same way. You, you know, he would be like, uh, hey, during an interview, he, he wouldn't say two words. He'd just be like, I don't know what to ask this guy. But musicals, westerns, all that stuff, the dude knows it. Action movies, comedy. That's how we bonded over comedy movies. But mm. I was the guy that likes metal and I like horror movies. But I also, I watch everything. I, I listen to almost everything. I watch almost everything I can. Any mm. genre, you know, I, I cross genres, you know. So, um, but yeah, for some reason, he just can't get into horror movies. He just can't do it. He just doesn't like them. Yeah, well, I, I, I know I, I'm almost positive I told Mike this story. I don't know if I said it when you were on the, the other time. Um, when I was a kid, my uncle, who's I, – I was probably like five. My uncle was probably like 21. He's only 18 years older than me. Babysitting me, he had this horror movie on. Now, I'm pl- – I'm, he's like face, face the other way. So yeah. I, I had all my Star Wars toys out. And I was having a good old time. <laughs> he had this horror movie on. And I turned around. And there was like something crawling out of an eye socket of a skull. Nice. And I was like, wow. He's like, it's fake. It's it's just worms. It's plastic. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't I don't remember what he said. It was way too long ago. But he's like, it's fake. It's fake. Everything's fake. Like, so it kind of. I I think that's where I couldn't suspend leaf for the horror movies because I was so little and was like, well, one traumatized. And then two, my uncle going, it's all fake. It's all fake. It's all pretend. And I'm like, he was probably just, he was probably just scared. My dad would kick his ass for having a horror movie on with his five-year-old son in the house. Joey just saw an old episode of Columbo or something. <laughs> what are this boy? Here he goes. There's a skull over here. Uh, you know, I don't know what this is for. And you're like, oh my god, the guy's eye is all wonky. I can't. I can't. Uh, but, <laughs> I, so wait a minute. So in October, you watched Halloween for the first. So you watched it. Yeah. The whole 92 minutes. Yeah. Or no, it's 91 minutes. I'm sorry. Um, part two is 90. Okay, no. So part two is 92 <laughs> minutes. Now, did you watch the theatrical version or the extended edition that had the TV scenes included? Dear God. It was probably... <laughs> He's like, I don't... Well, I, I can... Do you remember the movie? So, like, if I describe a scene to you, can you tell me if you remember seeing it? Yes. <laughs> okay. I hope. Was there, a, was there a scene where Donald, aka Dr. Loomis, we'll call him Donald for this because, you know, that's what I go, that's my go to for him. So there's a scene 
where Donald is in a boardroom and there are three doctors uh-huh. and he is talking to the doctors and explaining to him to them why Michael Myers should be kept in maximum security and why they are not prepared for him. Was that seen in the version that you watched? I don't remember seeing that. So I'm going to say I, I watched the watched, shitty version. You watched an inferior cut. <laughs> Here, what do you think of this? What's this? What's a, what, what you unrolling there? You kind of froze. You froze. Oh, no. I've got one. Mr. Bungle. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Oh, boy. Wait. When did they do this? You mean Halloween 2020? Oh, sweet mother. He sweet just mother. creamed his jeans right now. Everybody listen on audio. Michael J. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in lounge pants. By the way. So, well, he um, creamed his lounge pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> here's here's how naive I am. Yeah. So they, Mr. Bungle did this live stream on Halloween because you know the world was shut down, and they released this poster. I'm like, okay, I got it. Still in the tube. I haven't got a frame for it yet. Uh, so that's like October. So probably like of 21 I'm driving somewhere and there was a girl standing on the corner waiting for the bus wearing I thought at first was a Mr. Bungle (laughs) t-shirt and then I realized like oh wait no this is a Halloween I didn't even realize this was a Halloween reference that's how much I don't know about horror movies it wasn't until we got to the red light and I could see her shirt a cl- more clear that, yeah. Sorry, Mike. Mike. Mike's frozen now. Oh no, he he's he's there. I saw his little blinky eye there. <laughs> I saw his eye blink for a minute, but he's frozen in suspended animation right. because you don't know certain things that he does. Uh, so, welcome to the last episode of Mind Jacked. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> You know what? You're in good hands because we got Jacked Rabbit Radio and everybody's invited. Damn it. This is a melding of two freaking mad shows into one. So one one more question about Halloween before we abandon that for the night. Oh my Um, god. Here we go. So when you watched it and you saw Donald act, were you thinking, wow? This is the greatest actor I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the only the, the one and only answer I can give right now. <laughs> Just to save face. And, and, you know what? Thank God. Thank God Michael J does not run the Oscars. And the best Oscar for person that did anything. It all goes to Donald Pleasance. I love him. <laughs> for the best person who blinked on film. Yeah, oh, he wasn't even. He's not even in Titanic. Because to me, to me, he's he's everything, and I love him. And he's gonna win all the Academy Awards, all the all the Oscars, and he, he, he'll even he'll even win a Grammy. He does that. And I love him so much, and I want to I want him in my bed because I want a pillow. I 
Oh my god. Anyway, you talking about your the whatever. You didn't, you didn't cry at the at his monologue that I enjoy so much. I, I, He's like, I, I, I met him 15 years ago. And was told we, was we all know. If anybody yet. listens to the station, they know Reason, that, you, are, no, that you have unconditional love for Slimer and Donald. And even the most rudimentary sense of good or de- good or right or wrong, good or evil. I fucking totally... I'm, my eyes are like burning right now from the all tears. Right, stop, yeah. stop, stop right now. Oh. God damn it, now he's uh, crying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we get the words out. <laughs> so fucking terrible. You know I love you, Mike. I'm just messing with you. Am I the fucking... I feel like I'm the fucking rich little of the network. <laughs> what voice can he do next? <laughs> Jesus. Can you do? Can you do, Mister Wilson from Dennis the Menace, the Joseph Kearns original? Oh, I can't do Wilson. Joseph Kearns, but <laughs> what? Uh, what is? What do you call that kid? I forgot. I don't know. Little, little Jimmy, <laughs> your mom's calling. She's got some ice cream for you. I can do. Uh, what's his name? Walter Matthau. <laughs> Eat my shorts. You know, Grumpy Old Man was awesome. I love that. You know, he yeah. was down there at the strip club, you know, where the men take all their clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> what about Burgess Meredith? Can you do him as the penguin? Yes, I can. Dude, I've been, you know what's funny as you mentioned that? I've been watching the old Batman series. I love the 19th scene. It's so fucking yeah. colorful and I love it. Oh, uh, so good. Oh, my head. Anyway. Oh, my head. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, dude, Mike's going to no. throw up, sure. Yeah, I know. I need <laughs> to stop. Yeah, dude, I think it's time to wrap. It's almost. Hopping in here. I'm sorry. Yeah. 10.30. I'm starting to go cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had fun. I hope you guys had fun on this, this crazy little mix-up we had. Oh, dude, it was great. I loved, loved it, and we'll definitely have more. And yeah. special thanks to Joe Castro spending about an hour with us. That was yeah, that was classy. What what's it, what's such a good dude, dude? I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he texted I, me. And he uh he said to tell you two thank you so much for having him on here and letting them talk. Uh, yeah, Joe Castro, uh, again, go find the Facebook group. We'll share the, we'll share the links to what he's doing, especially the Facebook group and, and get that knowledge out there. Um, of course we got other shows that are awesome on this network and tomorrow night I'll be live and it's a special po talks. It's a round table discussion. Uh, should, should, uh, what would I name it? What, what <laughs> time's that? Should words result in violence? Uh, that'll be 8 p.m. Central. I got Jess Myers, Nick, and uh, my wife. She's going to be on her first podcast. She wanted to, she's going to cut her teeth on this. So I let nice. her in. So it's at nine o'clock here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna, it'll I be might a, be awake for that. 
Okay. Well, if not, I'll do my best. Watch it later. I, <laughs> I know, but it's more fun live. I, 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 I enjoy doing the lives and I enjoy everybody in the comments, which we didn't really have much except for naked HD XYZ. <laughs> they kept fucking posting. Yeah, and yeah, Mike, Mike blocked Lonesome Lenny. I yeah, know. They, I'm sorry. Mike Lenny, blocked, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Mike oh, no. a super freaking fan of the whole damn channel. It, I meant to block XYZ people. I know, I know you did. You know, and uh, just so everybody knows. Oh, yeah, there you go. We're recording the first episode Friday night. I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but we're doing it Friday. It's releasing next Tuesday, April 5th, the same day that Scream hits 4K Blu-ray and DVD. There you go. Well, shit, we got a lot of stuff for folks, so they, they won't be bored. There's not there's always new content. Yeah, and well, yeah, VHS Life is audio only. But it'll be, you know, on the app, on iTunes, Spotify, all that shit. Where we find that crap? Yeah, and on our, on our app too. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about the app. Please download the app if you have nothing to listen to, which I'm sure many of you don't. I, I'm There's about to pull a freaking stuff on there. I, I'm about to pull a freaking like heist on all my relatives and friends' phones and kidnap the phones for just like 10 minutes and download the uh -huh. app and then hand it back to them. I've done it. Do it. <laughs> I've done it? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to play like Ocean's Eleven over here. Yep. Doing it. I've done it to at least five cousins. Nice. Let me see your phone. Job, Why? What are you doing? I'm like, just download this one app. You don't have to lose. Give us the download. Let it be there. Every once in a while, maybe just press play so numbers tally for a stream. There you go. But get those downloads in. Yeah, you don't even have to listen. You just play it in the background. Put the volume all the way. To, it doesn't matter. We want you to listen, but if you're like, I'm tired of this, just leave it playing, man. I got an iPad that plays it. I don't even listen to it. It's just playing. So it plays. <laughs> man, I'll click play. There you go. Get the numbers up. Get them numbers up. That's rookie numbers. <laughs> so now when I look at the fucking so now when I look at the charts, it's just you guys playing in the fucking background. And I'm sitting here thinking people are actually listening to the goddamn thing. Somebody is. No, we listen. I'm just saying I have my phone and I listen to it like it's the radio. And then on my iPad, I have it playing, which I don't have my fucking iPad with me all the time, but it's playing. Oh, I get it now. See what he did there? Yeah, see that? Okay. All right. Anyway, Brilliant. all right. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, done. I'm done. Done, Zoe. Ah, ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. It was great talking to you, fellas. Yes, always a pleasure, my friend. And, uh, yeah, yes. I guess we'll see you Love tomorrow. You. I'll see you all tomorrow night. Yep. Later. <laughs>
You're chaos incarnate, man. Our whole lives, you've been getting me into trouble and holding me back. Oh, I'm holding you back, right? I remember like 10 years ago, the night we went to Julie Dwyer's funeral, you were all like, I need to shit or get off the pot. You said shit or get off the pot, not me. You got all fired up about taking charge of your life and what'd you do? You worked at the store till the place burned down. I took courses at Brookdale. And dropped out. Because you stopped going. Because we were just killing time with those classes. One semester we took criminology, for Christ's sakes. What the fuck are we training to be, Batman? At least we were doing something instead of wasting our lives in some fucking convenience store. You know what? You can badmouth quick stop all you want, but I miss that place. I loved working there. I look back on that period as the best time of my life. Now I know you're fucking nuts. Why? Because I enjoyed what I did? I got to watch movies, fuck with assholes, and hang out with my best friend all day. Can you think of a better way to make a living? Yeah, maybe it's not what everyone does, but it was pretty fucking good. Man, that's you all over. Scrape by with the bare minimum. Well, I'm tired of that, Randall. I'm not in high school anymore. Shit, I'm not even in my 20s anymore. I don't want to sit around and rag on customers while eating free food. That's what you want to do. That's what you've always wanted to do. Well, if that's all you want out of life, man, then God bless. But I refuse to let your shit taint the rest of mine. Oh, I'm going to smooth things over with Emma, go to Florida, and start my Randall Graves free existence. And try to forget these last 33 years ever happened. So that's the way you see all this time we've spent together? It's weird, man. I thought you were the only guy in the world who got me and had my back. The only person who'd take a bullet for me, because I assumed you felt about me the same way I feel about you. Then all of a sudden, one day, you're like, I'm moving, bye. Do you know what that's been like for me? Like, I'm looking at a future that just sucks because you're not going to be in it anymore. And you're not even throwing me over for a life that means something to you. It's just a stupid, hollow existence you think you should embrace because you're getting old or something. Because it's the kind of life everyone else goes after. You're a fucking drone, dude. Fine. Then the next friend whose life you ruin can be a totally free spirit. How's that? You think I want to start making friends at my age? Christ. Who would want me as their friend? I hate everyone and everything seems stupid to me. But you were always the counterbalance to that. The guy who was the yin to my yang. Now what the fuck am I going to do for the rest of my life? I mean, shit. I really wish you would have told me this when I first met you, that one day you were going to bail on our friendship. Because if I had known you were just going to flake on me a few decades later... bother with your ass in the first place. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.